0: Hey everyone, welcome to Limitless RadioCast, episode 88. Chad and I are hanging out with the awesome and amazing Aaron Hurley today. We talk some sports psychology, stress management, stuff that everyone that's in sports actually needs to hear of. Erin is on to something amazing. She's going to be bringing out some great content. She's really going to be putting her business forward to help sports athletes out there with some mental stuff. It's amazing. I, Everyone out there, you guys need to take some notes on this. This show is one of the best shows that we've had on this topic. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We'd like everybody to welcome our newest sponsor of the Limitless Radiocast, OldBonesTherapy.com. You guys can go out there and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. They have amazing products that are going to make your body feel better and perform better. Compression knee braces, compression ankle braces. They have compression socks, shin sleeves, insoles for your shoes, all kinds of equipment that makes your body feel better. Things that Chad and I need, definitely myself. So look in the future. Coming up at you guys will be giveaways. We're super happy, super fortunate, super blessed to have oldbonestherapy.com with us here at Limitless Radiocast. So guys, go out there and check them out. Support them. Buy some things. You're supporting them. You're supporting us. Chad and I want to share with you an amazing company that we have brought on to the Limitless Radio Cast, 28bands.com. Limitless Radio Cast at checkout for a discount. These are amazing resistance bands to incorporate into your day-to-day activity training. They're easily wrapped up fold it up however you want to do it they go right into your gym bag they take up absolutely hardly any space at all they are amazing chad and i have been using these day to day over the last several weeks now and it is making a huge improvement on both stretching strength anything it's i can't even believe i haven't used these before i'm telling you guys go check out 28bands.com limitless radio cast check out check them out what's up everybody welcome to the show hope everyone out there is doing good taking care of yourself and doing what you need to do each and every day so guys we have a huge honor and privilege chad and i are hanging out with erin hurley she is a brazilian Jitsu black belt under professor cabrina if i pronounce that correctly i hope i did she's also yes okay I, I mess up everyone's
1: especially professors
0: <laughs> names and when it's brazilian and i'm like oh geez i just I messed it up. Um, she has a, a amazing, a ton of information out there. She's been on a lot of uh, news platforms, obviously a lot of podcasts. Because one of the most important things that she actually did that I support and love a ton is started the nonprofit foundation of Submit the Stigma. She's also a freelance writer, which is pretty cool because my wife is a uh, journalist slash now freelance writer, but she did get her degree for that. But anyway, Aaron, thanks so much uh, for hanging out with us. We appreciate yeah, it. Thank very much. you.
2: <clears throat> Thank you. Um, I'm gonna update a little bit because yes. I feel like, go ahead. Um, please. I am all those things, right? Um, I'm kind of a jack of all trades, but more recently, I changed my life path for the nth degree of time. Um, I am now a uh, mental performance consultant in training.
1: Nice. So awesome. I'm actually okay. taking
2: all of my experiences and, and a lot of like writing and journalism and being that kind of like, I like to call it like an interrogator. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always like, but what do you really mean? Um, <laughs> I'm always like, ask the hard questions. Now I get to do that for a living. So I'm actually finishing up my master's in sport and performance psychology. Um, and so I'm also heading towards the mentorship portion of it where I get to, you know, get my certification for it to be a, CMPC. Um, so that's, it, I feel like it's like the culmination of everything. So sure. I can't wait to talk about like that. And I feel like every podcast that I've been on in the past, like talk about my experiences and my opinions and my beliefs about, sure. you know, the jujitsu lifestyle has led me to be able to create a more like healthy and sustainable uh like framework for yeah. other people to learn from, you know, like we Which- were just talking about burnout and I think burnout is probably Burnout and perfectionism—they kind of it's, go hand in yeah. hand sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, those are the biggest ones that I'm like. I, I want to add the research, you know, to to that and add it into the jiu-jitsu community and culture. And yeah, I've got I've got really big plans. Good, um, that's good. So,
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, no, and that's
0: good yeah. you because you see it. You you've put the time in. Um, you put the effort in, and you've seen <clears> firsthand. You've talked to let's just say I throw a crazy number like millions of people, for instance of, of experiences and their stories and what is, and you're building all this information. I tell people all the time, like it's important for you to, to gather as much knowledge as you possibly can yes. and then form that system that, and then give it back, like pay, like yeah. give it to people to teach them and and guide them because we live in a day and age now where this <coughs> is, it, it's an epidemic. It's mm-hmm. really, truly an epidemic and that people need to understand it more and they need to be, you know, Chad, Chad has talked about this before. It's okay to be, or I'm gonna s- screw this up, Chad. Um, uh, how do you say it? Uh, it's, it's okay, um,
3: it's okay to not be okay. Uh, yeah,
0: it's okay not to be okay, but to understand that you need to talk about it or or journal about it or do whatever, like it's process it. Yeah. So when we when Chad told me you were coming on, I was like, sweet. I was like, because this is huge. And I grew up with very much this kind of stuff. I mean, I have ADHD, I have yeah. and I've learned as an adult how to deal with that. Uh, my oldest son. Can you tell me
2: your secrets. <laughs> I'm,
0: <still laughs> um, I'm hyper focused, so it's kind of crazy. People are always like, "How do you do that? So I'm an engineer by trade, and I draw. I'm a product product designer. So I draw on a computer all day long, um doing three d models and stuff, and I can mm-hmm. listen to a book on tape and draw and do everything without that. But I've learned I to keep myself doing that all the time. Now, the bad part, if we talk about burnout, is that I'm so hyper focused that I will go be I'm an all-in guy, as Chad and I always <laughs> say. Yeah. I will be like, Oh, I can do this. Um, I started running. My wife, I ran for 10 years, COVID hit. I quit running, just started jujitsu. Then my wife was like, Hey, I'm gonna start running. So she's been running for a while now, doing really well. And she's like always like, Hey, come run with me. So last Monday I went and ran four miles with her, and then I couldn't walk. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yep. that was stupid. <laughs> and she's like what, what's so wrong? And I was like, because I think in my head that I can just go back out there and do that because I've did it for so long instead of building it up because I'm that all in person. So mm-hmm. at 45 years old, I'm I do still learn that. Like, let's transition in a little bit. You don't yeah. have to be like, let's go. You know what I mean? Um, that my only tip or trick to ADHD is to find something that you can keep yourself moving on. And not be distracted because you know, like it's very short span. Yep. Um, and the distractions are very easily to see them, like you know, we joke and like
2: squirrel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, I feel but- like most
2: people have this like big candle with like a big long wick. Um, and you know, they just go through life and they're like, cool, I just see what everything that's happening, and uh, the wick is you know being uncovered and burned away slowly, and we're more like. I guess like TNT, like it's just <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. those um, old cartoons, run. you know, um, <laughs> that's kind of us until we just kind of explode. And we like, have this crisis of like, did I, what did I do wrong? Or I thought this was, you know, supposed to be for me. I was so into it. Sure. Um, I think one of the biggest things that helped me with that was, um, jujitsu. I, you know, jujitsu helps in a lot of ways, but that sure. was one of the big ones where when you sign up, it's like, you know I know you want to have all of this like, instant gratification and and especially in the beginning you're like oh my god an arm bar and a choke and you're learning all this stuff and it's like compounding and stuff um but you still have that eight to ten year till black belt Correct. um mm. and so you it has the both short-term and long-term goals that's mapped out that's how you do it that's how you do life you can you can go to each you know vroom, vroom, you know, go really fast to each one, eventually you're going to be like, whoa, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So usually what we do is like, we sprint, 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 rest, 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 you know, sprint, sprint, sprint. And we still get to where we're going about the same time. It just Mm -hmm. is a different path. And that's what I felt. And so, you know, especially the hard part about rankings is like there's good and there's bad. The good is that it's pacing us and we're able to see progress and you can think, this is what a white belt does. This is what a blue belt does. This is what a purple belt does. And especially if you compete and you're comparing yourself literally to the other people at that rank, that's great. But comparison, right? We're comparing. And comparing is really hard when you're like, well, I train just as much as that guy. And he got right. his email before me. Like I've heard that so many times. Um, and I've been I've been there. Um, sure. I had right, a meltdown. Right. You know, I, I had switched gyms when I moved over to Marcelo. So I went from Cobrina to Marcelo. I'm like, these guys know each other, they're from the same team. Sure. Like, we're all family. Um, and, you know, I'd been training there a long time while I was visiting. And then when it came time to do the promotions, I expected to get my Brown belt. I'd already been a purple belt for three years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've already done stuff. I won stuff like, let's do this. And I didn't get my Brown belt. Um, and I was so upset and I ended up talking to Sarah McMahon who was there. Cause she also gets, you know, she was training with us and gets promoted by Marcelo and, At the time, she was really putting her her counseling degree to use. And she was telling me, like, you know... You have to think of like the whole big picture and like you're gonna get it we sure. know you're gonna get it it's just not today and that's okay right. um and that was really hard to deal with and so i went and i was working for gracie mag at the time so i went and did an article where i interviewed a bunch of competitive legends who also have students of their own and i asked how much does competition result weigh in on your promotion and you know, in a conversation later, um, Marcelo had to be like, you know, I, I know you wrote that article because you were upset you didn't get your brown belt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like,
0: you're like, no, I didn't. No, oh, God. <laughs>
2: like, like I, I want to be seen, sure. recognized, validated, but not in that sense where sure. it was like, oh, you saw my like inner temper, tant- uh, temper tantrum. And so he's like, look, you know, you've been here technically training under me for six months. I don't want to be disrespectful to Colbrinia, Like, I don't, you know, like, it's just going to be a little bit longer, dude. Like, you know, right? (laughs) Um, and so I've matured a lot through that and through those experiences. But I mean, I've definitely had my temper tantrums. And the rankings are just really hard to to deal with sometimes, especially like stripes, dude, stripes are great um, for motivation. But I feel like I feel like stripes aren't something that should be public. I feel like, you know, you don't, in, in school, for example, you're being graded. And if you have a good teacher, you're being graded based on your knowledge, how well you're getting it, your progress, because they actually care and give a shit that you understand what, sure. what you're learning, right? It's not, I'm going to throw this at you, throw this at you, and let's see if you can handle it. That's not mm. what school is about. It's about learning, right? We should value learning and curiosity. So I feel like when you you're a professor and you're judging, you're not supposed to be judging. You're supposed to be all right, let's give this person an honest feedback on where they are. Sure. But let's not like, you know, make it a big deal and tell everyone else. We don't say, Hey guys, you know, uh, you know, Sonny over there, he's got 99%. And, uh, you know, Jeff over there, he's got 79%. You know, it's like, we don't put it out there. Sure. where you're right. at, You know what I mean? And like belt is one thing, right? Belt is like a grade, like, okay, I've, done the things and I've done all the things I need to do. Now I'm in second grade. Now I'm in third grade. But the in-between is like the assignments, the homework, your your actual progress. It's really hard to see that and compare yourself, especially if you go to competition because three-stripe white belt and a two-stripe white belt to me are, well, two-stripe white belt at my school, we can't even do the intermediate or all levels class. We're stuck in our little beginner class. Once you get that third stripe, Man, I, I'm just you know this was back in the day. <laughs> sure, you know, and some gyms still do this. I think so. You have this like definition of like, oh my god, a three stripe white belt. Now that person's been training with high level. You know, you make up all these things about yeah. it.
0: it. That seed gets planted in your own head. So mm-hmm. then your your mind begins to tell you, I can't your compete narrative. against this per yeah, yeah. I can't compete against this person. They're yep. a three stripe. Like at my gym, like. Those guys get to go over there and do all the cool stuff, and I'm still over <laughs> here. Like, there's no way. Yeah. And, and and honestly, yeah, yeah, that would be. I mean, I would personally be like, that's a detriment to the students. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, I mean, you that's hard. I mean, Chad, So, and Aaron, I'm a blue belt, and Chad is my coach. Okay. <laughs> so just so you know that. that. <laughs> so I have to watch. I have to tread very deep.
1: Very, very <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, this gives kidding. so much context right. now. How yeah. I, I yeah. did I <laughs> not know this? This is great. This is the first
2: thing you said. Um,
3: <laughs> but yeah. I feel like rank is so subjective anymore, right? I mean, it, yeah. and it gets, I think it gets even more that way the further we go. Because like you said, competition guys and hobbyist guys almost are two different ranks. Mm-hmm. Like a a, sure. a blue belt today <laughs> in competition would wreck a black belt five years ago or 10 years ago, whatever that time frame yeah. is, right? I mean, right. it's so crazy. Well,
2: that's the competition and the athleticism. Yeah. And it's like, so mm-hmm. that's also sport ethic. So sport mm-hmm. ethic is, you know, what are the norms of each sport? And the general sport myths are like, you know, we we praise people who fight through injury that fight through you persevere and like, sure. oh wow, they they did that really. Hard thing and they made it look easy. Um, right. you know, and like they're a hero or something. And so when you have an overconformity, then it becomes outcome oriented. And now you're thinking, well, now I'm, I gotta win and now I gotta right. win. And if I win, then I get all of this notoriety. I get more Instagram followers. I get more seminars. seminars? I oh, get, sure. um, you know, more ladies or men, you know, like I'm more attractive now. I'm worth more worth, right? Worth is a right. big thing. Sure. Like, right. There's the thing in jiu-jitsu is there's no distinction. We don't have a professional league. We don't have a national governing body. Right. We don't have that ability mm-hmm. to say, this is my personal life and this is my uh you know, work life or career right. life. Right. Like right. they're just they're just so blended. Look at you're on a podcast with your with your <laughs> right. your coach, you know. Coach. Right. <laughs> um, so like the whole, you know, authority and all those things and hierarchy. So now it's what can I do that's going to be better than everybody else? Because another sport ethic myth is like that when people are like trying to motivate you to train more, and they're like, you know, your your competitors out there,
1: your opponent, I, your uh, opponent's yeah. training,
2: right? If your opponent's training, you know, you better be training, and it's like that's just pressure. Like it's not, or or like when you're competing and the coach is like, she's tired, and I want to be like so am I I I, I understand what you're getting at. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, now we're going to capitalize. Right. Like it's doesn't work that added
0: pressure and, you know, is awful. Like it's an awful additive to healthy. Yeah. It is very perceived, you
2: know, it's our narrative. And, and the biggest thing, when I said I want to do big things, I want to completely change the culture of jujitsu. And that's going to be very difficult Sure. But I want to bring it more like away from the ego. Um, because just because you say there's no ego, just because you're like, leave your ego at the door, right? Um, it does like people don't understand what that means. No, they don't know what that means. Yeah, the, the more I did it, is right? <laughs> the
0: more I was like oh yeah that he 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 doesn't understand like chill out man (laughs) like
2: yeah
0: and i like I what is your interpretation of ego like Like, like, for example
2: chad what is your interpretation of of ego when it says when it says you know leave your ego at the door
3: man that's tough Um, like what does
2: that look like in terms of like behaviors and you know
3: i mean i think that you know i always i guess the word chill out is is the thing i i look at like just try not to be, I don't even know how to say it. Like try not to be a tough guy. Like we have all these guys that come in that want to prove themselves, right? Performative, and, right? Perform. Yeah. And do that. And it, it takes a while. It's going to take a while, especially when you walk in the door. Right. Yeah. And somebody, cause I let most of the time I let everybody roll day one. If they're comfortable, like I have created right. an atmosphere at our gym that I trust all my guys I don't have to say, "Hey, don't go with him because you might get hurt," right? And that's mm-hmm. taken a long time to cultivate that too, to where yes. I don't have to have my eyes on everybody. Now, obviously, we're not baking cakes, and it's jujitsu. Things could happen still, mm-hmm. sure. um, but I trust all my people to roll with whoever, male, female, anybody. Um, are you making
2: this explicit? Like when someone signs up, are you like, "This is the this is what we have here. This is the situation." Um. Yeah. Yes and no. For the
3: most part. Yes. Yeah. I'll talk I would say the culture, the, that yeah, it, the culture has been built that way. Yeah. The culture has been built that way. And it's just known something that I won't put up with. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to go hard, you know, we'll have a talk and we might have another talk and then it's going to get a little more, you know, sure. like, right. Hey, like, I don't want to lose any student. Obviously it's a business, but it's going to come a time where you're a fit or you're not a fit. So you either mm-hmm. change to our culture or you can go find another gym. And usually they change to the culture and they figure right. it out and slow down and, and right. all that stuff. You know, it's like, I've had people go hard with me and I'm smaller, you know, I'm going to be 48 years old this year. I'm 150 pounds, you know? So, you know, I got to right. choose my, my partners a little differently now, but I'll ask guys in the middle of a role, like, Hey, are we, are we rolling? Or are we fighting? You know? Oh, we're rolling. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go again and I'll I stop like again. I've
0: yeah. seen and him then, like literally stop in the middle of yeah. the road. Like, what are and we doing And he's like, here? are we rolling? Or are we fighting? And the person stares at him that. like, a, you know, the the old montage of deer and headlights. And I'm just over, and
3: like, I might be say, chilling or something. And I'm like, yeah, they usually <laughs> say we're rolling and then we'll get it, go again. And then it gets intense. And like, Hey man, like, you're
2: like, are you mad at me? Yeah, something like that. Like,
3: what you know? What are you? Tr- what are you trying to do? You know? And that's where we get into goals with rolling. Like, if you're a new person and your goal is to pass my guard, that's probably not a good goal to start yes. with. You know what I mean? Not realistic. It's not realistic. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. So that's
2: yeah, that
1: was a, kind of a long-winded for answer Terry.
3: for you, but. <laughs>
2: Realistic. No, I like long-winded answers. Um, realistic is one of the biggest things. I recently, um, had to tell someone close to me, um, they wanted to spend all their money and go to Europeans and they're more of like a small town local grappler. Mm. Um, and like I, I, you know, you try to just say, well, it's not a really good idea. Like, do you really have the money for that? You know, it's because I've, I've done it. Like I sure. literally, took the in- inheritance or the you know the life insurance policy from when my dad died and took 15 grand and basically just did all the IBJJFs and just had less to worry about because i could care for my you know accommodations and um travel and it gets really expensive it's a, sure. you know, a huge investment so More I, than to, I
0: think people realize too yes. by the way
2: <laughs> right so i said you know uh and of course we we as the athletes glorify the travel because of course you're going to want to experience the city while you're there sure. you know, even though we know what the true focus is but it was what in your past performances has told you that that you would do well at europeans or any major tournament Right. Um, you know, and like what we're investing in this, you know, we're gonna have to be more realistic and say, well, that would probably be more of like a travel, like a whole like, I wanna go to Paris, um, not I wanna go win Europeans. You can tell yourself, and I've had people, you know, have this difficult talk with me before and say, you know, the first time I went to Europeans, I was dating this really a abusive person and he was going to europeans and i wanted to go too and i remember trying to rally some people and i was a blue belt so i was trying to rally some people at a Cobrina's to like go with me and those guys just kind of wanted to party and just didn't come to fruition so i was like you know what i'm gonna you know i'm really gonna spend my money and go there whatever well i had this really embarrassing loss um only embarrassing in my mind because shame is very internal right um and so i ended up Losing first round, pretty pretty bad. And you know, Corbin was like, you know, I know you went there to go see your boyfriend because he's long distance. That's why. Oh, so yeah, it was like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah, going to okay. meet him there. <laughs> I know you only wanted to travel because you weren't even training that much. Like you, I, I can tell with your behaviors and the sure. things that you yeah. talk about and what you feel. Like you're just enamored by this guy. And of course, yes, you're going to tell people like, of course, I'm going there to win. Of course, I wouldn't sign up if I wasn't trying to win. Right. So then. You know, but you have to tell them, like, is this realistic? Is this really what's happening? You have to look at that. So I had to look at this person and say, do you really think that you could win? And, you know, and they're like, no. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs>
2: like, one IBJJF yeah. didn't go so well. And that doesn't mean that you can't in the future. Sure. Like, that's a great goal to have. But then, sure. but then, you know, if we're setting that goal, then, you know, what are you doing to make that happen? And what are your process goals? And what are your performance goals? So, you know, it's not like an easy thing to say to someone, but a lot of times they need to hear it. Sure. And and a lot of the times it just needs to be like a reflection to say, look back and say, okay, so you say that you want to do this, but your behaviors say Showing this. this yeah. Dude, right. it's very yeah. similar to, and maybe yeah. I'll get a little controversial. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but IBJJF has an anti-doping policy. Yeah. Right. Right. So you go to their page and it's like doping. So you want to know about like their testing and you want to know about like how much they care about making sure that we have an even playing field. But we all know that the most, you know, the, the big amount of people in jujitsu are on steroids because sure. of that overconformity to sport ethic. So if you have people who are like, I have to win, I have to win my livelihood, my self worth depends on it. They're going to do, they're going to cheat right? That's why people cheat yeah, because they sure. care so much about the outcome. Yeah. So now you go to IBJGF's website and they're like, we we do this, we test, we we don't want anyone doing steroids. But then you look at their actions and it's like, here you were like putting this person on a pedestal. Like you've got people who are taking steroids that you know have taken steroids that have been like caught. I don't know how. They must have sure. been really, really bad at it <laughs> if they got caught. Yeah, because yeah, cause like- they don't
0: do because the testing is not like
2: they literally will test like, oh, we'll test Mikey. Mostly the Americans or like sure, the, yeah, sure. the rooster yeah. weights and the feather yeah. weights and stuff. Um, it's they never actually go into detail what they're doing. They never say, "Well, we tra- we test at this tournament. Yeah. We, this is our process. This is our procedure." They just say, "Like, yeah, so we dropped that name Usada, um, and now we've got people that actually are gonna think that we care." Right. um and so there was this whole speech that i had to watch it was like a ted talk i think or no I, I forget but um for my my studies and it was about you know going to the values of a company looking on there like even the olympics mm-hmm. and seeing what they value and then seeing what they really value where they put their money right. where they put mm-hmm. their time where they put their marketing their efforts so it's a lot of just talk um and so there's a lot people- of
0: facade and in- in, there is so
2: much. And sometimes yeah. like in that way, it's manipulative and they know what they're Correct. doing.
1: Yeah. Um, in For fact, sure, one of my yeah. favorite
2: things that's in that anti-doping policy is mental health. And I, I remember uh. putting on my story of like, has the IBJJF <laughs> ever done anything to help Ooh, you and your mental health? <laughs> um,
0: yeah. It's not funny, but it is funny because, it's, you know, it, yeah, it's, you it's know, hilarious you know. on their spot that they have not done their due diligence. They haven't done no. what they should be doing especially in a in a that's be honest like, it's a combat sport, you know what i mean? Like it's physical, we talk egos and all that.
2: You look at ADCC for example, and they yeah. don't really say, "Hey, do steroids. We love it." But really they're <laughs> like, "This is the steroid olympic. Like yeah. get as bulky right. and cr- yeah, for We sure. want we want a show." Like cuz that's the thing. They want a show. So yeah. action and, you know, who cares? It's not cheating unless it's not, you know, unless it's in the rules. But if you don't have those in the rules, then it's not cheating. Sure. So it's kind of like this unspoken thing. And that's yeah. great. So don't say it. Don't don't go out of don't your way try. to create yeah. an anti-doping policy right. when you don't give a shit. And yeah. in fact, maybe you do want them to overcommit to their sport because, you know, oh, that's <laughs> dedication.
1: Right, right, right. You know? Right. The, oh,
2: <laughs> And so a lot of it is like, I try to tell people that, you know, look at what people do, you know, Brene Brown, she's a you know shame researcher. And she's mm-hmm. great. She talks about like courage and leading and all this stuff. And she talks about how, you know, to create actual human, meaningful um, connection. You've got to look at how someone thinks, feels and acts or behaves and the connection between those three. And so a lot of times You can look at something and say, "Hey, what do you? What did you say you wanted to do? Okay, but what have you been doing? Okay, and you say that you feel this way about this thing, but the way that you talk about it and you think about it tells me that that's not you know. There's incongruencies, and so it takes someone on the outside a lot of the times, and that's someone that I wish I had um, is to say, you know, I had those moments, obviously, like I've talked about and Marcelo, but Mm -hmm. you need someone to say." this is what your situation is. And this is what it tells me. And then how you're acting, how you think all these things are going to tell me so much, or you just say, tell me a story or tell me about a time that you felt great. Tell me about a time that you felt shitty. And then now let's take it apart and see what those elements were that maybe impacted it and how we can control or change those.
0: Is this what you want to do within the um, BJJ community, like what you're headed yeah. towards in this, I, uh, like what you're speaking of?
2: I want to help coaches. So as much okay. as I can help an athlete, I really, I strongly believe that environment is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course we can't always control, we can't control our environment necessarily. And a lot of the times, like I was lucky, like, I I started in LA. So the first gym that I walked into was Hamala Bahals and he is, you know, multiple time world champion, legend, love the guy, but I mean, I could have, I just walked in thinking it was just Joe Schmo jiu-jitsu. And then, <laughs> you know, someone goes, did you know that he's like the Michael <laughs> Jordan of jiu-jitsu? And I'm like, what? So then I'm like online, I'm like Googling him and I'm like,
1: what?
2: <laughs> um, and so you find kind of like, uh, wow, I hit I hit the jackpot, you know, sure. and then Cobra moves to town. and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to go with that guy. And then, you know, start dating someone on, in New York and... Marcelo Garcia, sweet, you know, and go train with J.D. Torres and go train with Lucas Lepre and sure. all these people. And and I'm always seeking out the highest, like the the biggest, you know, most tough room. You know, I wanted to always be the best. So I got a lot of information from that. And so I was really I was really lucky. And I'm, I feel very spoiled in that in that respect, because someone from Ohio, for example, especially back in the day, you're only I mean, you have some really great, great people. You know, but how do you know? <laughs> do
1: you know, sure, back right, in the day, right, like, we know now. Right, 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 right. right, right spent, yeah, exactly. But
2: like back in the day, and so it's like you know, um, being able to um, kind of see the doors that have been opened for me and the doors that I sought out. So now, I really want to help coaches. So. Mm-hmm. Environment you can change. But back in the day it used to be, oh, you left your creon, you're a trader. But right. now it's like, okay, we just we get it. You, it's your money and you're gonna take it elsewhere. And there's sure. still gonna be a lot of hard feelings, but you know, you right. can do it in, in a correct way. Um, but of course, not everyone could just move across the country. So even if they're a hobbyist. So then it becomes, you know, how do I how do I help people in the jiu-jitsu community to feel safe, to feel like they wanna be there, that they that they have a good Healthy, sustainable culture and mostly for competitors. So, my ideal client is usually someone who either wants to compete or does compete. Sure. And so, you know, I don't know the business aspect of jujitsu. I've never had my own gym. I teach a lot of seminars, but I don't have my core group of students. I don't have that. I don't have my own curriculum. I don't have any of that. I mean, if you, if you're a brand new white belt, like I can give you an introductory lesson, but I honestly don't know how I would technically map you out from white belt to blue to purple. Cause that's really difficult. And I look at it like this, you just do it.
0: you're about to, because, <laughs>
2: kind of, because kind you're going to be,
0: a, but you're going to map them out in a different way. It's, and this is, uh, this is awesome because, you know, personally, I mean, I read a ton. I try to study and, and absorb as much information, um, as I can and, this is not something that I've ever heard of, of someone doing because you're taking it from a different aspect. So you, Aaron, are taking all the life stuff that you seen and, and watched and professionally seen from a coaching standpoint. And you're going to be able to put this in one pool and you've learned a lot and you've studied a lot. So now you're going to essentially take people from white belt. It's a black belt beyond however you want to say it. And you're going to have a curriculum. You're going to have this these plans and mapped out stuff. And you're going to say, oh, this person, now this is going to sound terrible on my part. Oh, you fall in this category. Now, everybody out there, I'm not saying you fall into a certain category. I'm just stating that there's information that goes, oh, I've seen this kind of before that's explored that way. Um, so mm. on and so forth. It's again, as we said earlier in the show, it's vital for people to understand this. And it's my little thing of going, you have people at your table, right, Chad? What do I say all the Mm -hmm, time? I say, there are people that sit at your table. There must be someone who loves you and they're going to encourage you and they're going to always be like the yes person. Yeah, you should do this. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) And then you should have someone right across from them. That's the challenger. And it says, man, that's a terrible idea. Why are you wasting your time doing this? Or that's, you're not ready for this. Like you were saying with the person that you spoke to about going to to Euros to, to compete. It's like, doesn't mean you're not going to be ready someday but right now you're not ready so you that person needs a challenger in their life because mm-hmm. they may have someone on the other side that you don't even know going you need to go do this yeah don't worry about the money <clears throat> like no 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 make smart decisions which you put and people need that as group and there are more people that sit at those tables that are different aspects and different um ways they would speak to somebody but it's super vital for everyone in their life hear me on this you must have this it's super important for you to live successfully and feel good about yourself from day to day, because there's going to be terrible days and good days and you're going to need those people around you. So keep Uh, your circle tight, not in a bad way. Go ahead, Chad.
3: Well, I think the most important thing too for Aaron is, you know, we say you've, you, you've seen things, but you've lived all of this. You've lived them. You felt, you, you lived them. You yeah. felt it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, somebody can always say, well, how do you know? You're like, well, I experienced this personally. It's not like I, I was just, there. you yeah. were there, right. you know, <laughs> you can go to school and learn and get degrees and all that. But man, the experiences you've had
2: right,
3: right. are second to none. I
2: mean, right. Well, that's the theory. And then the practice. Yeah. So, um, what I like to think of, is that you have these experiences and then you have the knowledge and you lay the knowledge over it and you see, you know, things become illuminated, right? It's rather than, you know, it's like if someone were to read a book and do all the research and watch all the videos on jujitsu, doesn't mean that they can do jujitsu. They get out there and they're like, Kimura?
1: Right, Um, right, exactly. There's
2: Right? So like you have to practice it and you have to do it. Um, And kind of what you were going off of is, is, you know, you need to have your own path. And I believe that, you know, one of my core values, I would say is, um, authenticity. And so, but, but that's not easy to say because so many people don't understand how many influences that they have on themselves. Like those kids that were pushed in sport, If you're pushed into sport. You're not really going to be thinking about, well, I, I, I love this. Of course I love this. I've always done it rather than do I really love this? What about it do I love? You know, what, what about it? Would I change? What about it? Do I think that helps me and supports me versus, you know, maybe I don't really like this and I just done it. Because a lot sure. of times yep. you yep. kind of ask someone, why yeah. do you do this? They're like, I just, I've always done it. And so um, authenticity is really hard sometimes because I've, I've been through that trial and error way of going like, like ADHD is just like bumping into things and being like, it, whoops, 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 whoops. You learn a lot going, of hard lessons. <laughs> exactly. It's just trial, trial, trial and error. Um, yes. and so, um, it like on the outside, doesn't it look like what you you were going to commit to that and then you didn't commit to it. And now you changed it and you keep on changing what you want to do. And it's like, no, 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 I go for lack of better words, balls deep into something. And then I realized later, like, that's not for me for whatever reason. And then I'm like, cool, next one. It's not that I said, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, sure. oh, I give up. Like, no, right. like I almost became a firefighter in 2020. I went back to school for EMT, which I had took 10 years before. I got my certification for EMT and I was training for the physical test for firefighters. I was, I was applying. I was doing interviews. I was getting into all these different departments around the country. Um, and you know, deeper into the process. Background checks, you name it. Um, and then I did the orientation, the practice and the real test for the physical test. And it was hard. And I was like, you know, when it comes down to it, if I am not physically able to drag my, my fellow firefighter out of a burning building and, and then they die because of that. I know that's like really extreme, sure. but yeah. essentially, yeah, but you're putting that's in the perspective. physical is for, yeah. Right? right? Yeah. I had to put it into perspective. And I'm like, do I want my whole life to be, um, you know, where i have to rely on my physical ability i could sit on the couch i haven't trained in like a month and a half like i could do that i can go from being a competitive athlete to being like yeah dude i'm chilling like i don't (laughs) like working out i'm an athlete but i don't like working out sure
1: Um, sure. i
2: know that about myself so through these experiences you become more authentic and you like kind of shed the layers of like what other people have said about you Mm -hmm. um Sometimes it takes, it's a whole process. So I actually like literally 10 minutes before hopping on here, I, I took um, a core values uh, index test oh, and okay. it has uh, little boxes and it has four words. And within like five seconds, you have to choose whatever two words stick out to you most. And so in each box and you do that three or four times and it came out that I am an innovator merchant and that I care most about wisdom and love. So love is not just like the the romantic or anything sure, like that, right, but right. just yeah. care, like you care right. about yeah. things. Um, and then with wisdom, wisdom is not just knowledge because knowledge is actually one of them. Wisdom is the theory and the practice, you know, putting mm-hmm. it all together and being open minded and observing with an open mind. So that's kind of it. It Luckily, I kind of knew that about myself, but it's nice to have that validation. for. But for a lot of people, there's different ways to go about that. Um, and what's kind of like a lot of people will say is I value, um, wealth and status and, you know, and, and when you ask them about it, they'd probably say, well, of course you need money to live. So yeah, it's my goal, but really they, maybe they've been struggling with, with money their entire life. Um, and now it became a pursuit for them, a specific Mm -hmm. pursuit where if you're going to choose a career. You'd rather go with the one that makes you more money than the one that makes you more happy and has sure. a better work-life balance. You know, so right. those are type of things that I look like. I'm like, oh, it's a red flag. Um, but I also am from the belief that I can't just tell people, like, ha, that's unhealthy. Um, <laughs> right. Because not- they, they're really going to take it.
0: <laughs> but, you know? right. They're, they're going to be like, excuse me?
2: <laughs> like, if I go you know, how much do you think jujitsu jitsu matters? Because like back in the day, we've all been through this, that obsessive stage. We're like, sure. it matters the most. <laughs> like screw my family, <laughs> screw holidays. I'm going to train. You know, we've all been like that really intense. Um, yep. And so I was too, I, I literally, my self-worth was in jiu-jitsu. And if I lost my first match and this blog wrote, you know, that, oh, this purple belt, you know, Aaron, she's going to win her division. And I put all of my whole foods, um, you know, lunches on my credit card and I don't actually have a job. I just had some money saved up. And now all these things come crashing down that moment that I lose the first match. I'm like, I wasn't even here. Um, right. I always tell this story, but my mom always gets me the, um, the Brazilian steak because um, they usually have the tent to pans or worlds. And so we were sitting down and I had lost my first match at pans and I had my food in my lap and I just start crying over it. And I'm like, I don't deserve this. You know, and that uh, okay. that's really sad. That's really sad sure, to look at. Is, yeah. Um, And so some people would be like, no, 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 you're so dedicated. You're so dedicated. Like, oh, I admire that about you. And, you know, you'll get them next time, Tiger, because yeah. they're not in it with you. There's no sure. possibility right. for you to be in it. And like, you can have a, you have a similar situation. But if it gets to that point, you kind of have like my mom was like, do you want me to call the suicide hotline? Like, because I was I was bad yeah. um, because so much of my worth was just in my performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I had a mental performance consultant tell me, <laughs> hey, uh, did you know that you are creating a really, really, really bad habit and also that you are creating your own your own situation, um, your own narrative? And we can change that to make you feel like you don't have to off yourself because you you lost at sure. a tournament that happens every single year and people don't particularly care about Purple Belt results if your goal is black belt. Mm. Um, so I've been in that where it's like, you know, literally the day that I signed up, I'm like, I want to be a black belt world champion. And to get there and realize like, holy shit, like, you know, that doesn't mean anything. And most of the females that are in my division and in other divisions, I look around a piece of shit. You know, I'm um, not sure. not always, Sure, sure, yeah. But I mean, they're not like that's not what I want to be. I don't I don't want my priority to be winning. Like right. like right. winning doesn't mean anything. Winning doesn't make you more marketable if you can't sure. if you can't mm-hmm. have a conversation or you know just have if a. If you're not functional,
0: like in societies, yeah. Like if you're not marketable, you know what I mean, right? Then yeah. Just
2: because you have a world, you know, a Title medal or something. You, yeah. You got to talk. You got to be able to teach. Yeah. That's another thing that I really want to help with. Is that like, I'm not going to teach someone how to teach. Um, teaching is a whole sure. nother. Sure. Thing, it's a whole nother right?
1: avenue. And right.
2: I'm not going to teach you how to get business or cause I haven't done, haven't done that, but I know how to make people and like people feel like they matter. Um, giving people choice, mm-hmm. giving people opportunities for, for growth. Um, and not making everything about winning. And so there's all these unspoken things <clears throat> that happen. Like, for example, if you're a gym that has all the medals up on the wall, you know, what does that tell you? You know, when you walk in, like, it's, yeah, it, you could look at it like, wow, these guys are champions in life. Um, they've got medals <laughs> or you could, you could look at it and go, wow, they really care about outcome. And maybe if I go and compete and I don't win, maybe they yeah. won't give a shit about me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Um, the truth. I mean, what are these
2: messages that you're sending, (laughs) right? And so it's like being able to say like, you matter as a person, regardless of what happens out there, you know, on the mat. Yes. Do you want to win? Okay, cool. I'm going to be here to facilitate that. I'm going to make sure that you have resources that I do, you know, that I put you in a position that gives you the resources to do those things. It's going to be on you, but I'm going to support you, not you know, um, you know, are you training? Why didn't you come to training? If you said, you said you wanted to be a world champion, you know? So like people don't understand what that looks like and what healthy ways and sustainable ways. Cause sure. I've been there, I've been there where it's like, here's guilt and shame for not training. Here's guilt, shame, guilt, shame, you know? And that's not me saying, Hey, I'm, I'm really not happy that you didn't train. That's saying, why were you last night? Okay. Well, why, um, I, I spent some time with my kids. Um, you know, I don't get a lot of time with them. They're home, I was, you know, so I just stayed home and I spent some time with them because I value family and family time. And then having a coach be like, well, I thought you wanted to be a world champion. Where are your priorities? So
1: (laughs) I've
2: been in that. I've been in those rooms and there's a lot of champions in those rooms, but I guarantee you those people are not competitive anymore because they, or, or they're not in the same environment because it wasn't healthy for them. It wasn't
0: healthy. Yeah.
2: Right, and so I don't know. Maybe you have other ways to say it. Like, how do I no. say like, unhealthy versus healthy? Because people don't really want to hear that. Yeah, I
1: think
0: yeah, that's it. But I think that's it because you got to be honest with yourself, and you got to hold. <clears> your, <throat> you got to have some accountability, which so many people don't want to have it because it's so afraid. They're so afraid. Like it's hard. It, it's hard to be like yeah. I'm accountable. Accountability like, hey,
2: for your actions. I
0: messed up. Like it, uh, people at work respect me a ton. Like all the time because I'm that guy like I'm like Terry screwed up man like Bobby I'm sorry is, yeah. and, I, and I'll do it in front of everybody and they're always like wow, <gasps> like he's like he does that but then I get the utmost respect because they're like he doesn't really care like he cares but in a different way <laughs> like it's yeah. like I care well, about you. but I'm like yeah like I'm very much that person but I didn't get that way it took me a long time in life I was an I'm still an introvert which is still crazy because I do a podcast. But I'm yes. an introvert by nature in your You're house. In your right, right, right. <laughs> If you were in front of me right now, I might have my head down, Aaron.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <my God. laughs> Don't look at me. You <laughs> But um mm-hmm.
0: which is kind of funny. Like people are all the time. They're like, dude, you talk all the time. I was like it's become a craft over the years of just being shy and being introverted and growing up really rough and having no money and then moving with my father. And that was a terrible disaster, but, but better. I gave up basically roughness to abusiveness, but it was going to be a better life. <laughs> and i knew that as a right. young person so i was like all right well i'm gonna be able to get some shoes and clothes and stuff but but this is the result it's gonna happen but okay i'm gonna deal with it and i did um but here nor there uh, this isn't about me um but to <laughs> like yeah <laughs> but the but people have to be accountable like be okay about that like be okay to explain that to people and be like hey this is why i am this is and like if you know someone that can help me work that out or if i'm a if i'm a competitor or doing bjj i've tell chad this before you know i've three years, February 11th will be three years for me that I started. A lot of that changed in me where I shed, I did shed even more stuff with jujitsu. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't have to push myself that hard. Like it's okay. You're older. Like you're going to get there. And I struggled to like what you're saying earlier with like the white belt stuff. I was like, man, like I know that stuff, but then, but I was in perspective and real with myself going, <clears throat> but you can't even move that well. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I would make myself look at things and go, all right, you need to study this or you need to learn that, that kind of way, which is so hard to teach people. It's hard to teach people that, or to get them to let go of that ego, especially well, men, to be honest. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely.
2: I mean, there's a lot of masculinity right. issues because, you know, winning is always associated with with power and power Correct. is always yeah, associated yeah. with masculinity. Um, so being a female, it's like, there's, there's an assimilation <laughs> process. Um, so there's, there's actually studies done, um, about female MMA fighters and how they, they overdo their femininity because they feel that, you know, being, being so masculine, whether they have muscles and look masculine or if they're acting masculine by, you know, punching things and fighting mm. or, or rolling and all those yeah. things. It's like, they're like, well, I can't lose my femininity. And so they go, you know, completely to the other mm, extreme the other to try and yeah, balance yeah. it out. But at the same time, they also acknowledge that they act like men more. And what I mean by that is, you know, everyone's going to have a different definition of what acting like a man. Um, sure. It's right. like I would say it's like, you know, farting. Um,
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: no, but, um, Aaron
0: goes right to the having ego. Like, a Yeah, See, yeah. I'm laughing my, clearly. My
2: dad always said, you know, boys pick their nose and pee outside. And I was like, Dad, so do I. Um, I grew up like on a ranch, you know, I had a farm, like in a barn and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm gonna go pee in my horse's stall. I don't want to go in the house. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, you have people who have to assimilate in some way. And so, sure. but, but then, you know, if we look at it like gender, um, you know, it's not just that because there are men who feel like they're not man enough and that there's this ideal man. Um, and that means yeah. that you you're strong. Um, You never say no to a tough role. You never give up, you know, Um, you're never vulnerable. And it's like, buddy, if you're doing jujitsu, you're vulnerable.
1: You're vulnerable. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, if you're getting your guard pass, you're not thinking about how your muscles look. You're not thinking (laughs) about like your hair. I mean, I hope not. I mean, if you're that good.
0: If there's some people out there, if you're listening right now and you are. (laughs) <laughs> uh, there's nothing we can do for you You know you, you no, gotta strip kidding.
2: those things and you gotta try really fucking hard right like yeah. we're trying here right. we, we try here we try um there were two two instances where um one when i was a blue belt and one when i was a black belt where the my opponent was fixing her hair during the match okay oh man so the first time that happened there's a picture of it too um i finally get her my clothes guard and um no, no. I think I was whatever. I don't remember, but it was her. You know, we, we both were like, oh, oh, cool break. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Almost like uh, like we're both anxious, Look and we're it. like, oh god, okay, all right. We still we're have like, some okay, minutes on yeah. the clock. Like we're just we're gonna we're gonna do this. This is just like a coping mechanism. Um, and I remember sitting there and thinking, why am I giving this bitch time to fix her hair? like (laughs) this is like what am i doing wrong Um, yeah right i'm never gonna let that happen again like not you know and then the second time it happened was the finals of europeans in 2018 when i fought beatrice mosquita who Mm. i believe is the pound for pound best in the world
1: she's good um (laughs) you know here
2: like you know i defended like seven different Uh, Attacks and finally end up in her clothes guard and I'm just shitting bricks because I'm like this is her position even though any position is hers because she's kind of good (laughs) everywhere. Right. But she was.
0: (sighs) Oh, she was fixing
1: herself up too. (laughs) Oh man, (laughs)
2: like you know, and that that to me is. You know, so many things. That that's confidence. You know, because she knows yeah. that I ain't gonna do shit
1: <laughs> from <laughs> her clothes right. guard.
2: Uh, I'm not gonna be threatening her. She doesn't have to keep her eyes on me. Um, it's her get. It's her fight. It was her fight. I sure. was just behind, behind, behind from the beginning, um, playing catch up. And so when she felt like it, she was like, "Boop, choke, boom, we're done." Um, but in that moment, it was like, "All right." So that that was just that was a complete you know, ability, like she had, her skills were just above mine, her experience levels, her, her ability, uh, in jujitsu was just higher than mine and her awareness at that time. And that's okay. That was like, all right, this is a clear gap. And there's a lot of stuff that I need to do mm-hmm. to be able to close this gap and I'll get, I'll get you next time. So <laughs> that was my thinking. But, you know, as a blue belt, knowing that, like, I, I think I had beat her before, or maybe I, you know, first time facing her, but we're both blue belts. And so I think I'm the shit i I'm a blue belt. Sure. And so I'm like, uh, how could I let this person feel so safe and comfortable during this match that she's able to fix herself? So like, that was the thing that I needed to focus on was like, all right, I'm not I'm, like, it's not just the opponent. It's also the time that I'm trying sure. to right. as well. Like I only have a limited amount of time to try to win. And I ended up losing that match at, at blue belt. Well, I lost both, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> You know, it was it's hard to like sure. to look at it and go, okay, what am, what is performative? What is you know you can't be performative if you're truly training hard. I one time I posted, I said um, on my story, there was a guy that I liked, whatever. Uh, he you know said, oh, I want to date you, whatever. I am in a relationship, and I and I posted on my story and I said, if you're not, if you've never farted during training, then you're not training hard enough.
1: <laughs> and he messaged me
2: and goes this is why we're not dating. (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) uh,
2: So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, going back to authenticity, you know, and and also Chad, what you're saying with like a culture, it's like, this is the culture or this is who I am, or this is, this is who I portray. These are my values. This is what I care about. This is where I put my effort. Um, and if that doesn't jive with you, then good riddance. Um, some people screen. I know, and know some people who screen their, the students that, that um that want to come train at their gym and they're not doing it on like, like noticeably, but they're, they're definitely screening. Like, do I want this person at my gym?
1: Right. Um, uh, yeah, Rather sure.
2: than letting them like come in and just like see how things pan out. And so that is more of a culture of like, I'm judging this, I'm judging. Right. right. And then when you go in there, you realize that you're constantly being judged <clears throat> and there's performative or I used to say that, um, when the Mendez brothers opened their academy and was all white, um, Mm -hmm. and you had to wear all white geese. Yeah. Um, I used to ask some people who had trained there who were, who were visiting and they're like, dude, I, I felt like, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't make a mess. Like, like I couldn't sweat. Sweat. It's going to, it's going (laughs) to darken, you know, the the mat or whatever, or like. (laughs) Yeah, like you, like you have to check your hair during. Right, your- right,
1: right, right <laughs> like, exactly. You know,
2: and it's like it, like, I feel like if I had ever trained there, which that was the one place I wasn't allowed to because Kobrien Hafa, the rivalry. Course, yeah, right. Um, I mean, I'd visited there for Gracie Mag, but never trained. But I felt like I was going to care more about what I looked like, and and you know how much effort it looked like I was showing versus, um, you know, how much effort that I was really going to need to to sure. to have and show and. I think effort is not effort is like, it's not the opposite of performative, you know, but it's, it's, it's very hard. And if you can, if you can control how you look while also beating people up, I mean, Cobrina, right. Cabrinha's got the perfect it's, hair. Got good and hair. He everybody, yeah. Right. Kyle, yeah. Kyle's the prettiest man in jujitsu <laughs> uh, person, maybe. And yeah. he wins. It's kind of everything. funny
0: when you see those guys and you're like, why do you look like that? And then you're like,
2: Right? Or the yeah, females. Awesome. I'm like, you brush your <laughs> hair. Right like you have time. You have yeah. the will to brush your hair and paint your nails and do all of these things. <laughs> Every time we would cause I would go and I didn't have a team where where like I was never on a team that was like, Yeah, we're all together. We do things together. Um, it was more like I had my team of, you know, live in Australia and Margot, whoever the she was living at the time, whether it was like Hong Kong or New York. And then I'd have Christina was up in the Bay Area. And then I'd have, you know, all these other people from around the world. And we'd all get together at Euros or Abu Dhabi and we'd stay at the same place to make it cheaper. And then yeah. we would all cut weight together. We would all, cause we weren't in the yeah. same divisions. And then we'd coach each other. So we were like our own little, little team and support sure. system. And so, um, it's like when you, when you have people that are like part of, I don't even know where I was going to go with this what was i talking about before that
1: i don't even remember this happens
2: we were
0: talking about the prettiest man woman Um,
2: doing hair yeah so um we would do like fight week so every time we would get to our destination we'd like actually go do girl things because to me it was you know okay i've done all the preparation all the preparation is done so now let's let's make ourselves feel good um whatever that, that may be, whatever. let's go get a sure. massage. Right. Let's exactly. go, right.
0: Whatever it is. Yeah.
2: Let's go look and travel. Like, let's go do those things because it's hard. It's hard when you're just competing and then competing and then competing and <laughs> competing.
0: Erin, in your time now, um, and I know this is, there's probably not, how how big of a window from then till now is that for you? Like well, you doing that?
2: Yeah. So it's, okay. So I was actually supposed <laughs> to start my mentorship in um, January 9th was supposed to be the quarter. So um, that was my final quarter and I was going to graduate and then continue the mentorship hours. But um, before Christmas, I had a staph infection. I took some antibiotics. It rotted my stomach somehow. And I ended up in the ER three times. Um, Hmm. Just horrible, horrible pain in my stomach. And I, I never got the endoscopy, but um, I'm still waiting to see a GI specialist, but um, that's a whole nother insurance talk. But um, I Figured out that I either had an ulcer or they just said like gastritis. Okay. So <clears throat> I couldn't eat anything. Um, oh, man. And I was taking this uh, like coding medication and then I had to like time it out. Then I was taking uh, like a PPI so it reduces stomach acid. Yep. Yep. I was living off of jello. I couldn't eat anything. And then it became just scared to eat anything. Yeah cuz um, you're
0: afraid of the result of what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. So
2: I was supposed to go to uh Submission Fighting, Daisy Fresh. Um mm-hmm. I was supposed to work at the Mount Vernon High School and as well as like the jiu-jitsu and the wrestling academy there. Oh, so nice. I okay. flew out on the 6th like knowing that I didn't I wasn't fully healed by any means, but I was sure. taking my medications and with me and I got there and I had one night there and I was like I can't do this. I woke up in a panic. And I, I was so weak and I was like, I just need to get home. So I ended up coming home two days later and I had to withdraw from school. So I took, you know, I talked to my my, my mentorship advisor and mm-hmm. she's like, look, it's three months. That's how long a quarter is. Like, you're not going to get left behind. The next quarter starts in April. You're going to be able to do it. You're going to graduate. You're going to just stop doing things. Stop. <laughs> so I've okay. just been literally... Chilling, um, good. and I'm able to eat some things that you know I can't eat tomatoes yet. Sure. I, I Too much acid coffee, in yeah. you know, certain mm-hmm. things. So I'm sort of getting good. back, good. um, and I'm also getting over a cold, which you know, love my immune system right now. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I was gonna say your immune system's probably so, not like yeah, it's, yeah so no good.
2: <laughs> I'm going to Niagara. So my boyfriend's in Niagara. Oh, um, nice. Okay, Niagara Falls in Canada. So I'm gonna go there, spend a couple months, and then come back here and do the the mentorship beginning here. So I'm still looking for a site, but I have until April. So once I have April, I'll graduate June. um, And then technically, so it was more ethical. Like I asked, I said, can I take clients right now? Like I have the knowledge. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, well, technically, you know, our informed consent, you know, as long as you have it. Okay. If I said, (laughs) guys, I'm like, like I'm not in school. I've done this many quarters. Do you still want to work with me? And you guys were like, Yes. Then technically it's ethical because you already know my situation and you're right. still willing to work with me. But the informed consent that I have from the school, it says like I'm a graduate student in training and I have a mentor that I work with one-on-one once a week, um, which I'm not doing right now. So I felt like I, you know, I'd rather spend this time to really find my niche, which I think is going to be more about burnout, um, mm-hmm. helping people, <laughs> you know, prevent burnout. And, you know, I I don't like those coaching programs that people are like, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you from, you know, not a good competitor to a really good competitor. And we're going to use nutrition. I don't really know much, but this guy does. And <laughs> yeah, then sure. we're going to work on mentality and sports psychology. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to help you with that, you know? Um, and it's like, okay, <laughs> by the time I graduate, <clears throat> it's going to be a, you know, two-year program. going to be, a, have a master's of science degree. <laughs> Okay. And then I'm going through the 400 hours of the highest um, sports psychology without being a sports psychologist because um, I don't want to rely on licensing. So I'm not going to be a counselor, a therapist okay. or a psychologist, but I'm going to be a consultant or um, for applied sports psychology. So I'm a consultant or a coach, a mental performance coach. So obviously I have to be careful with the titles I use, but so many people use those and don't have the credibility or they take like a certain course. Um, Take one course from somebody who did go to school, and then they start doing it. And it's like, no, I want to take it the really ethical way. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of people try to build a fake
3: resume. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. Like becoming a person. Like yeah, like being a personal trainer, right? (laughs) Right. You can go take any kind of. I could do it after this and probably get certified. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like anyone can do that, and that's that's fine. And like, if you're willing to work with that person, that's great. But to be honest, like there's a lot of people who either have the experience and now they're helping other people, which is great. But there's other people who take with certificate program and don't have the experience. Right. Um, that I do. And like it's I have imposter syndrome. So it's very, very hard for me to like say, like people use superlatives a lot, right?
1: Mm-hmm, they use a sure. lot of
2: superlatives. They say like they want to you or statistics and they right. want you to believe that you're in the top certain percent of this. It's like, well, first of all, there aren't many Mental performance consultants. And it's the same thing with Jiu Jitsu Black Belt. Like there really aren't too many. Um, but I could lie about being a Black Belt. You know, I could sure, lie right. about, you know, and also it's a lot of like a lot of times I got seminars because I said I'm a Cobrina Black Belt or I'm a Marcelo Brown Belt um, or blah, 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 blah. But also my accolades. And so in the, in this world, you have like the people that you're associated with your team um which is comprised of teammates that you've never met in your entire life because they're just <laughs> some affiliate that is paying your professor or whatever sure um and then you have the you have the the i guess like accolades yes but what with the accolade says that you can teach what says Nothing. that like <laughs> what what's makes you a coach. And so unfortunately, another the going back to like wanting to help coaches coach better is, <clears throat> you know, just because you know, jujitsu technically doesn't mean that you know how to coach somebody. And what what usually happens is, um, you know, we say I am a black belt. You don't say I have a black belt, or I earned a black belt. That's the language we use. I am a black belt, right? It's our identity. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that becomes, oh, if you're a black belt, then you must be a black belt in life. So I'm going to take life advice from you. Sure. Um, and really, these people, unless you really know how they live their life and you agree with it and you know you align with it, that's great. But for most, for the most part, just because you're a black belt doesn't mean you should be giving out advice on how to tackle life's problems right. or yeah. be yeah. talking to people about their personal life, even if they do tell you. Because it's not, it's not ethical, right? And then you have... Unfortunately, we have a lot of cases of grooming and of just like self serving ego yeah, or the or grooming a lot of thing is a really instructors like, sleeping yeah. with their students. And, right. Oh, but he's so good at jujitsu. And it's like, well, yeah, when I was a white belt and I was a completely consenting adult because I didn't start till I was 20, um, you get wine and dined. You get this sure. guy that says, Oh, you don't have a lot of jujitsu uh, female partners? Come to my gym. Come to my gym, you could take my class. I know you're only a two-stripe white belt. And like normally we want you to have a three-stripe white belt, but like you could totally take the advanced class. So then you go in there, you're like, fuck yeah. Like I'm getting, I'm getting like all this attention. I get to learn like cool stuff because I get to take a class that I shouldn't be in technically. Um, but I have this now I'm now because you know he wants to fuck me, then I'm gonna be able to do this class. And that's awesome. And then he's gonna buy me dinner and I get laid. This is amazing, <laughs> you know. Like Annie's super hot.
0: Aaron's like, like, oh, I hit the jackpot, baby.
1: <laughs>
2: literally, I felt that so many times. So you have no idea. And obviously, like you know, I'm a consenting adult, and I consented. Sure, right, here we go. right, yeah. But, but technically, if there is authority, there's a difference. There's a difference in power. Then consent is not is not able to be given. And so these are a lot of like ethical things that we go through. That you know, and of course, there's slut shaming too. Yeah, back in the day was oh, you're a Maria Tatami. Yeah, um, you know, you sleep with everybody on the mat or blah blah blah. Um, and it's like, yeah, well, if you had this hot Brazilian dude, like, like just waving his titties at you, like, hell yeah, that's great. (laughs) That's that's every woman's dream. What are you (laughs) talking about? Um, has it changed?
0: Do you think has it changed? I I don't know. To be honest.
2: I don't know. Um, I recently heard of another case closer to me where a woman was um, sexually assaulted by someone that I had I had trained with for mm-hmm. a while. Um, and then, um, you know, Nicholas Welker, he is I think he got out of out of prison and he's been deported back to Brazil. But he um, ended up uh, grooming and, and raping a 15 year old mm-hmm. when I used to spend time with just them. Alone uh, all the time, uh, and I had no yeah. idea. So I'm, I'm hoping to actually give my um, what is it called? Testimony.
0: Uh, your, your yes,
2: life. testimony. The the deaf, deaf. Def, the, yeah,
0: yeah, yes. You, I'm not a lawyer. Like we have a really yeah. good lawyer friend that we give train. my story. <laughs> or attorney, I should say attorney. What's that uh, word?
2: Um, um, yeah. So I'm defa, hoping defa, to s- really Yeah, it's gonna help. screw
0: with me the rest of the night because
2: <laughs> it's one thing to like to sort of like make yourself available deposition. for other deposition. <laughs> um, but for, but like to put people in a situation where they're going to sleep with you because you're a black belt and that's it. Like, you know, it's, it's, it, it shouldn't be done. Like, sure. It needs to change. And so sure. all of these issues of culture that I, that I talk about are like, you know, back in the day it was worse. I don't I think today it's a bit different. And that's what I always wonder, you know, like,
0: is it getting better? And, and honestly, and I'm sure because the time when you came in as well, like started um, BJJ, it was super hard then for a female. It And I still think, yeah. and I, I don't want to believe that it is because all the females that are at our gym, they're treated equally. I mean, it's just like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, yeah, okay, here you go. Like, obviously- like if I roll with a female, it's, I'm not going hard or anything. I'm letting them kind of work on things. Cause I already know that I'm stronger and it's like, no, I'm going to work on other techniques here and, you know, but so on and so forth. But I always wonder like, how hard is it for a female still? Do they still feel uncomfortable do they still feel like oh this is a man's world and not a woman's because I know it's very hard to be a professional and my wife and I have these conversations all the time being a journalist and you know she moved her way up and was an editor and she was like it's hard for me to be a woman in a man's world like it was taken seriously like, and taken seriously right mm-hmm. exactly
2: so just um, curious from yeah so I I would say that the sheer numbers and people like me who <laughs> uh, have a voice and use sure. it um, you know, we have a lot of great role models nowadays, like Fion. Fionn Davies yeah. is yeah. wonderful. Fion's really good She's self, just a yeah. derp, um, a derp living in her derp world, but sure. also winning titles and showing that you can be authentic and you can be yourself and you don't have to sacrifice, um, your own dignity for a gold or anything else that, that is asked of us. Sure. And so, um, usually when females get the limelight, it's like I had the limelight, I would say, for a bit where I had a bunch of Instagram <clears> followers. And I knew that if I shared my butt or my body, then I would get a lot of likes. That's natural. So that's social sure. media. So, right, of course, exactly. I was right. doing that for a while and stuff. And I don't look down upon females who choose to use their their bodies or sure. to show it off. Because let me tell you, when you, when you're in, like, fight shape and you're cutting weight and you look the best you've ever been, like
1: pr- you should be proud should, of that yeah you be like look at me pride it's like oh is god, just about the hard
2: work that i've right, done right i feel like, really sexy right
1: now right like, look at my painted right.
2: nails i just painted <laughs> right, my nails. Right, right. um so like yeah you're feeling yourself and as you should because that's that's a whole it's another aspect of confidence when sure. you you go into your matches um but i think that there's less i'm i don't, i do not want to say okay so I don't want to say that what you said was wrong about rolling with a female, but what I like to clarify with people is that Mm -hmm. rolling with other people, you have to adjust with every single person, not because of just gender. There are men who are smaller than me, who I have to not kill.
1: Right. And I can, I can
2: kill them if I wanted to, but then it's also like, okay, well, is it my role or your role? Um, is it our role? Is it, you know, what, what are we trying to do here? But For the most part, like if there's someone who's a lower belt than me, even though they're a super strong man, like I'm not going to, I guess, just like run all over them, um, even though I probably could. Sure. Right. right. And it becomes. Yeah, I guess
0: the more I think about it too, because I. It's
2: different with people, just people in general. It's people in general.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will just based off, even if it's, yeah, if it's a younger kid or, you know, I I mean, I'm I'm six one, I'm 200 and. Blowing up just your things. weight your dead yes. weight alone yes. is like, like you know and it, <clears throat> yeah yeah if i were like <laughs> we did like escape drills this past week like hey just we kept switching partners like running around and
1: yeah
0: you know the one the one girl was like oh great and i was like i'm not gonna crush you like yeah i'm gonna make you work to get out right. and like get your frames and so on and so forth but i'm not gonna be like <laughs> just like here because i would felt like oh though well, this is not completely oh, fair of me to like do that to you, but I still gave her pressure. I still made it like I'm not gonna be super easy, but I'm not competitive. gonna competitive. A butthead. Competitive, either, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean
2: it's 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 how do we level the playing field except the playing field is never level.
1: Yeah. Um yeah true
0: and that's a very I, man, you gotta, I am
2: very flexible. For that's example. a shirt
0: right there, Aaron. That's a shirt. <laughs> Like seriously because it's, it's truth in life. Yeah. That is true.
2: Yeah. It's never, ever. Yeah. We all have our own, whether it's our culture, our gender, um, you know, whether we grew up with abuse or poverty sure. or, um, you know, we, I make humor. Humor is a big thing of mine, and it's not because I'm avoiding, but it makes things easier to digest and easier mm-hmm. to talk about. Because I think that they, things need to be talked about; they need to be in the light. You, mm-hmm. Like I, I grew up with a lot of like shame and putting things under the rug, and like mm-hmm. a lot of abuse from my dad, where it was like, "No, no, no, we go to school and everything's fine," even though I had nine one one dialed on my phone the night before. Sure, um, you Man. know, because yeah. my dad was having a fucking temper tantrum. So, like. And I didn't know that that was happening. So like it becomes something of like, wow, I didn't know it was abuse. And then going into, you know, what you portray and a lot of things were like, well, I have to make sure that my parents look good. So I got to be a good kid so that Mm. my, that, that everybody knows that my parents are good parents because we all know, you know, if I don't, if I don't do what I'm supposed to, then that's a reflection on my parents, not me. I'm not my own person, whatever. Um, That's a, um, a whole thing, but man, I keep on doing on rants and then I don't even like circle back.
1: <laughs> um, it's all right. love no, The
2: level playing field. Um, yeah. And so I think that like, again, you can't, you can't make it even, but you can, you can make it in a situation where you have equal consent. Consent Correct. is important. Sure. But also um, like, what is the goal here? And if there, we have in, in sports psychology, there's ego uh, mentality mentality mastery, ego, master versus mastery. Sorry. I'm really butchering this. So it's task orientation for your motivation or there's ego orientation. And some people would just be like, no, ego is all bad. Task is very good. But I mean, if you're competitive, (laughs) then obviously you have to at some point compare yourself and you have to actually like, you know, have an ego and care care about competition. So task and mastery orientation is more about my progress, my my mastery of the skill. because the winning will be an outcome and a consequence of me focusing on how to do things correctly Sure. versus I'm going to focus on winning. And now I'm going to try to make sure that everything I do is with the goal of beating someone else and being superior than someone else. And so you have to have that ability to say, it's my day, not yours. It's my game, not yours. Sure. Uh, I'm going to, you know, <clears throat> impinge my will on you and you're not going to do that on me, but if you don't focus on the task, then you come out of it like I was suicidal because you lost rather than going, well, these are the good things that happened. These sure. are the small wins mm-hmm. that I did. This is, this is, well, I wanted to do that thing and I did that thing. So a lot of times people go into training and they come out of it. And you, like if you were to ask like a white belt, maybe even a blue belt and say, how was training? Oh, I didn't really get tapped. And I tapped a couple people. It was a great training session. <laughs> you're like, all right, but like, what did you learn? And they're like, um, how to smash, (laughs) how to be sick. So it's like, (laughs) like, that's great. Um, But then if you go in saying, I'm going to have this very specific goal of getting this knee slice pass on every single person. And of course there's also really great, great approach because now you're doing this, you're the control. You're doing the same thing to every other person. You're gathering data based on what everyone else is doing to you. And you're having very similar roles, but, Different outcomes because of the person that you're rolling with and being able to adapt and, and all of that. So if I go in there and I say, damn, I like I, that's cool. Like I defended my guard or I passed a guard. And if it's not about defeating or winning versus another person, then you actually gain a lot more insight. You gain a lot more progress and you also gain the ability to look for more steps to get to where you're going. So instead of saying, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to smash everybody. I'm actually going to go in and I'm going to say, okay, so Brian always gets me in a guillotine. I'm going to defend the guillotine today. <clears throat> that's my day. And you, you come out of there and you go, fuck. Yeah. I defended the guillotine against the guillotiner. Like, right. I, yeah, right? I have so done this a, many
0: times after Chad was like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> right. get the little wins, man, get the little wins. And then I'll little victories, man.
2: absolutely. Okay. But it's not about putting myself above others or like a race. Um, right. you know, when it comes down on competition day, yeah, it's a little bit different. That's when you're using yeah. your sure. A game. But if you use your A game against every person in the room, then you're not working <clears throat> on any of your weaknesses. And you think that, well, I'm never going to get my guard passed in competition. I don't need to practice, you know, get regarding. <laughs> sure. Like, right. whew, okay, buddy.
1: <laughs> wait, okay. Wait, because
2: <laughs> you can go seven out of 10 times of like never getting your guard passed. But those three times, one time is going to be because you were sick. Maybe you weren't feeling that great that day. Sure. The other time is going to be because this guy used a completely different guard pass that you've never seen before. And the third time is going to be, you know, someone who's done this a million times and they every time that you defended, they were able to keep going despite your 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 defenses, you know, they were just just truly better that day. So there's so many different ways. Have you written about all
0: this it. down, like through your time? No.
2: So what happens is,
0: this <laughs> is like I'm like, Wait, there's is, Aaron, there's a book here, man. Like you, yeah, can do an it's e-book there, or right? Um,
2: could, but when it's me this. in the paper or me in the blank document, nothing comes out. And so I have these calls with my friend, who also is in. She's a counselor or okay. a therapist, um, in um another state. But she she. Say so you guys me. record
0: them? You should record them? Or I try to something. take
2: notes. It's really hard, right? So I'm, yeah, oh, I'm I know, a writer, yes. but as soon as you're writing, you, you start becoming too authoritative <clears throat> or, you know, it's discourse that I need. You put so. your own
0: restrictions on yourself when you start writing in, instead of yeah. just like there's free hand and I've done this for years where it was hard for me because of like, not on my ADHD, but I have OCD too. So
1: Yay, which, the yeah.
0: Which makes <laughs> me really good at what I do because what I do, I draw, right. I mean, everything's perfect. <laughs> and people are like, you're insane, Terry. Cause like my pens on my desk at work were perfectly lined up all the time. Like people would mess with me all the time. Cause would move them. And, and one guy, he'd be, be like, me. I got you. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, don't do that. And, or if I write yeah. on a piece of paper and it was like off a little bit, I'd be start all over. Cause I'm like, I can't. It's got to be perfect. Now, it's really
2: difficult. That's really having difficult. kids so. has
0: changed that tremendously in my life. Because <laughs> I was you like,
2: you're not allowed to be OCD, right? right. I just have, <laughs> I have just spots in my house OCD. that
0: are like, you know, 12 inches by 12 inches. And I'm like, that's my spot. And then my wife literally, she will put a note on it, like with the cleaners are here. And they're like, she's like, don't touch,
3: like, it don't Aww. clean this area yeah. because she knows it's perfect like, the way it is,
0: right? Like, don't touch Terry's stuff. Like, it's right there. And I'm like, that's Aww. all I, that's good. It's just a, 12 by 12 inch <laughs> i'm completely
1: happy i'm glad you have that space that safe space in your house <laughs> right right of like yes. a
2: square foot like, that is touch. yours <clears throat> don't ever touch terry's corner yes. like this um bad. yeah but
0: that yeah i mean like i do this too aaron like yeah I'll i know start but that means it's, then... a, it's
2: a sign of a good conversation because there's so many <laughs> ideas going the, the right it's hard to record yeah so yeah. i have this podcast so <laughs> yeah that's what, what i was gonna say. i was gonna say yeah right Um, I've been thinking because, like, I I care about authenticity and I care about organic discussion. Yeah, and so, um, rather than creating, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to create those slides, you know, on Instagram that are shareable. Mm -hmm, Sure, but I mean, my favorite thing is to like dispel myths or, or to make people think like, don't. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? And so, I've, I've been lucky enough throughout my 13 years of jujitsu to look at things and say, here's some patterns I've seen, here's what's good, here's what's not, you know, and be open. And so a lot of the times um, when I work with clients, I'm probably going to be taking information from them and learning from them. When I go to a seminar, I teach this, like I'll teach my own like just curriculum, like my spider guard. I have certain moves that I love to teach and I do them so I can say, yes, this works or hey, this is kind of flashy. It may not work, blah, blah, blah. Um, or my knee slice, my flamingo dive knee slice that I always uh, teach. And it it, it was um, actually in November when I was at PSF, I, get, I went up to Chicago to teach a class. And I've always talked about how you got to have your shoulder lower than the knee to get into um, that position for knee slice because you want to keep their legs open, right? Mm-hmm. Because if they push you out of that, then you've got to do something different. Like you don't have that space anymore. So I used to call it like the gate or like the portal from like Stranger Things when that was. Oh, cool. yeah. Um, it's
1: still
2: and cool.
1: so, <laughs> some, some, yeah,
2: I think so. So, some white, belt, and I always literally, since I was a brown belt, I'm like, if anyone has like a better way to say, like, spread them, um, you know, more <laughs> just, you know, yeah. more politically correct way to say things. Um, and so, this white belt goes, ah, oh, so like a wedge. It was like, Mind blown. I'm like, oh my God, that's the word. I need to wedge myself in between It's, it's not sexual. It's not inappropriate. It's- <laughs> Every other <laughs> word
0: is. And he's like, yes, wedge. Yes. And you're like, you're going to oh, fucking
2: wedge.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> yeah. So you're going to spread them, but then you're just going to be a wedge. Sure. But then I was like, wow, thank you, dude. Like, I'm probably not going to remember your name, but I'm really appreciative of you <laughs> sure. because now I have a word for this thing that I've been trying to find a word for. So And also, you know, my spider guard, some guy, white belt, another white belt was like, it seems like you're doing like a hip escape in the air to get on the the other hip. And I'm like, yeah, I am. Thank you for noticing. (laughs) So now that's what I add. Or, you know, people who aren't as flexible as me, I learned like when I first try out things, I'm like, all right, is this a me thing? Or is this like a real right. jujitsu technique? Sure. And, and I try it out and I have other people and they'll be like, well, I don't have enough room to get my foot. And I'm like, cool. We'll just do an extra hip escape or push yourself away for a little bit. And they're like, cool. It worked. I'm like noted. So yeah. that's kind of how I see things. And same as a podcast, right? You share things or I, I sort of like say what's on my mind and you, you say it back to me in the way sure. that you understood it. So that's what I'm interested in. I think at, at, at the heart of it, I'm, I'm a researcher. I think I've always been trying to get research, but I've never been able to produce you know research. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're but a knowledge
0: I, consumer. I mean you're yes. a consum- you're a consumer yes. of knowledge, and now yes. it's just a matter of figuring out how you take all that knowledge that you gathered
1: yes. over your
0: years of time and many more yep. years to come and go, you know what? I'm going to put this down in some media type or, or medium. I should say format, yes. you know, whether it's paper, talking, yeah. talking to a recorder, staring at yourself yeah. in a mirror and talking yeah. to yourself. Which I,
2: is- <laughs> I actually have um, a giant stack of notebooks um, and I write a lot uh, because the only way that I, I really ingest the information that I'm reading is if I'm actively participating. Sure. So that's why I, I take notes. But my problem is, I never go back and read the notes. So, I, in the moment, I'm like, "That's a great idea. I'm gonna write that down." And then I just never go back <laughs> to it. Or it. I go back yeah. to it, but the spark's not behind it. Oh yeah. I know yeah, where yeah. I was headed, but like, I don't feel like doing that now. Sure. So I just that's need to awesome. book more podcasts, and then
3: <laughs> that's it. Um, there you go.
0: That's the thing. You just need yeah. yeah just it's all everyone. coming out right. Yeah. Because people are gonna or, hear. I mean, there's so much there
1: to yeah, where there is. There and is. it's
0: but it's good it's really good stuff because it we don't have this in this and yeah. i'm going to say a field but it is a field the the it's combat field. S- sports field yep. and there's not enough people if any that can talk to people this goes from let's let's be honest cage fighters ufc fighters pfl fighters like whoever you want to take they don't even have it like the the pressure there is huge huge amount mm-hmm. i mean we know chad mm-hmm. know guys who fight and it's like yeah. The pressure is so much. Like it's unbelievable. Like you need the right outlet and it can't be just fighting. you got to right have a little to perspective to. You shift gotta have perspective a lot of times.
2: Shift. Yeah, yeah. For right? sure. Because you know, you're going to create your own scenario in your head and that's what you're going to base your judgment off. That's what you're going to see. Like when you, if you go into a party and you're <clears> like, you know what? I feel like this outfit was like, so last summer. And then you go and walk in and you're like, they just looked at me. They think that, oh, my God, they know. They know that this was from last summer. When really, they're, like, thinking, oh, my God, she's here. Yay. Like, I'm so glad she's here. Or, damn, she good looking. Like, (laughs) who knows? Like, so so that's part of ADHD, actually, is to constantly think about the perception. Perception, So we have what we do, and then we have the perception of others. And then we have that level of thinking about what people are perceiving about us and then acting on those perceived Mm -hmm ideas. Um, Oh, one thing is that, um, which I really am interested in is not just stress because people are like stress management, just breathe. Um, It's about perceived stress. So you and I can go through the same exact situation and come out with different outcomes. You can be like, that was such a positive experience. And I'm like, that's such a negative experience. I never want to do that again.
1: Right. right. I hated that. (laughs) What
2: we perceive as stress Mm-hmm. So stress is that, that that imbalance between our resources and our demands. And sometimes we just need to be told, these are the resources you have. Remember, this is the demand. You're thinking the demand is way, way bigger than your resources. But in reality, look at all this. This is nothing. So you just need someone to put in check and bring up to the forefront of like, what you are not only capable of doing, but what you can do because of the resources that you have and you're not alone.
0: Yeah. percent. Yeah.
2: Right. So, there's to, so much to it.
0: There is so much to it. And it's so important. I mean, I, this is not to do with jujitsu, but like I've been with my wife for almost 20 years now. Um, and it, we have these conversations and it's, it, and throughout our entire life, which we have a crazy <laughs> house. We have three dogs, three kids, You know, we both work full-time jobs, doing podcasts, all this, you know, going train, whatever. And she does stuff. She runs all the time. You know, she's a half marathon runner now, um, like constantly. And it's always something, you know, younger sports, all that kind of stuff. But we have these kind of constructive conversations to where it's made our marriage really good over all that time, because we'll go, wow, the perception of this and this. So we'll, we'll talk about that and just get that out. And -hmm. it's like, oh, okay, you perceived it this way, but I perceived it this way. And then we'll take and go, oh, well, maybe this is a better balance to do this and so on and so forth. And it doesn't work for everybody, but I would encourage people like you're listening and you ever have those kind of issues. Like, don't be afraid to See things in a different perception of what someone else would be, and then to open your mind and understand it as well, and go, "Oh, mm-hmm. I see what you are thinking." Yeah, which you know, go it's, ahead. Chad. That's hard.
3: No, I was just that's hard to do. You know, we have all super like, hard. Yep. It's because what's our first thing is to be defensive. Super right? defensive. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's not what
0: I'm challenging. You know. Yep.
3: Yeah, and I, I,
0: struggle defensive with that still. and yeah. and sling back yeah mud mud, basically you know what i mean (laughs)
2: there's two parts of a message there's what you intend to send out and then there's what's received Mm -hmm. um and you're gonna view things and feel things based on your experiences entirely um and so i i'm not gonna be able to understand every experience you've gone through so i need to rely on your communication so that's why with with chat i asked you know what is your definition of ego right you know so that's always where it kind of starts and so it's like what do you think success looks like? What do you think it takes to be a world champion? What do you think it means to to be a bad training partner? Because they're going to be different for every single person. And so I need to know where you stand. There's that scene in, um, in, um, Austin Powers. I forget which one, but, um, and he's giving her a massage, his girl of the time. And he's like, how does that feel baby? And she's like, Oh, lower. And he's like, how does that feel? To <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my friend, my my training partner at Cobrinia's, um, she would always make fun of me because when I would do the move on them, like does that feel good, does that feel good, does that feel right, Does that feel tight, does that <laughs> does that feel how I think it feels? Right. Um, sure, right. So I'm always asking for feedback, and so she was like, "You remind me of this," and <laughs> so I always say that because it's literally like they're they both made sense. You know, right. the both, both sides made sense, but just the context or there oh, was a misunderstanding. Yeah, it, yeah. And most of the time it's great when it's hilarious like that. And I love being that kind of like, you know, I know that you know that I'm making fun of you kind of thing. But sure. um, and um, good
0: content too. Yeah. You know, like, like in a matter the, of the
2: intention is always right. to build connection yeah. and find a level playing field. And that's what I want to do. And so part of working with clients is, I can't help you unless I know where you're at. True and enough. I can't also help you if just because I know where you're at, if I refuse to go there, I can't right. say we're going to work on this when you're like, but I still feel like I don't even understand what that is. Um, yeah. So I need to see. It's going to take time, at. especially.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cause you're going to dive into a new world because of all this great information and in, in your um, time on the mat and time in gyms and time of observing which is huge especially for someone that has adhd is like observing is really good for people that have this because you can learn how should and, i
2: you
1: act know, oh you god sense,
2: right?
0: <laughs> like, <you can laughs> oh learn my god is she mad things, at me or, she like, hates me right <laughs> <And> <laughs>
1: well, you, her tone as get, changed
0: as you get older you can you can start to diagnose some of that stuff and go all right uh, that's not so bad
2: yeah or whatever. yeah but i mean comes down to the root issue and the core issue, and that's going to be different for every person. And, sure. you know, I'm not a therapist. I'm not going to try to, you know, to change sure. your relationships in your life. Like my, my, my goal is, you know, performance, enjoyment and functioning, but I need to also pay attention to those other things that are permeating because just because I can't say, oh, you're dealing with a breakup. Well, too bad. Just come to training and forget everything. Just when you get on the mat, you know, you just forget everything and, and all your problems don't matter anymore. And it's like sure. no dude they permeate like i don't you can't just shut it off like maybe if you're a robot you can but everything permeates so it's like how deep that you're willing to go is how deep we will go you sure. know i noticed that you know you talk about like your dad like your childhood because those are important those are what made you who you are and they give you understanding of why you do the things you do yep. and that kind of introspection is really important to be able to know like this is a habit or this is a pattern and knowing where it came from and being able to kind of fix it at the root. And then rather than trying to just sweep it under the rug and then you feel shame and guilt every time it's brought up
1: yep.
2: or you avoid yeah. it. Right. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are huge it, things
2: for me and huge. like honesty and compassion and, and like Brene Brown, who's like my idol, she always says that, you know, you can't like empathy is not where you can walk in someone else's shoes. She's like, cause she's a white woman from Texas, middle, mm-hmm. middle class, whatever. She's like, I can't be black. I can't, I, right. I can't just, I can't live your life. I can't understand. But if you tell me your story, what I can do is I can listen. Honestly, I could try to understand it. Um. her biggest thing is that I believe it, that I believe
1: yeah.
2: it is because when you say, I don't. I don't think that's what it was. Maybe, maybe she was just trying to, you know, do this or that. Well, it doesn't matter what that person was doing. It's how you felt your experience, your reality. What is your reality? How did you, how did that make you feel? And how, how do we interpret that? Right. Sure. But like in your lens, you know, whenever I'm going to look at someone's case or someone's position or someone's, what I have to understand where they're coming from and why they think that I can't just be like, no, you got it all wrong. Right, 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 exactly.
1: Right. right,
2: You just got to train more. Right. Which is train train harder. And you know
0: this, that like you're not going to have any clients then.
2: (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Like if you did that, like. Or like the one size fits all. There's so many coaches that do that. They're like, no, no, this worked for me. So it should work for you. I came from a different country. I came from a different situation. We're from a different generation. But if you do what I do and what I did, then, you know, there's no way that you can fail. Sure. Um, and you know, when you, as soon as you say that to someone, you take away their autonomy, you take away you, their yeah. ability to, to like make their own path and be authentic because then it becomes, well, I've just been told that it's not okay to be myself yeah. and that the it's things been, that are make me, me are going to be my downfall. Yeah. And that's going to be the reason that I'm not a champion.
0: Yeah. It's more robotic thinking versus open thinking and, or and militant more, more thinking. pure. Yeah.
1: Very, yeah. Very yeah.
2: But I place a lot of blame and I realize that that's not, that's not fair because I have to look at it like, well, that's what they know. That's what worked for them. They've done it with other people. They've, they've built up other people and this is what works for certain people. It's my job to say that doesn't work for me.
1: Yep. Um, yep. but if
2: you don't know that, then you can't, you can't decipher that. And you're always going to think that you're not enough or that you're not you're not doing enough you're not training hard enough yeah. you're not dedicated enough you'll play you're not the role coaster life
0: every day yeah right
2: exactly yeah. but then you know so just finding out like what are those patterns in my life that have repeated themselves good or bad and then i know like well that's where i feel like i am most myself or that is where i feel most comfortable sure and then putting trying to replicate or put yourself in those types of situations. And then also turning down things that don't align with your values is really huge as well. Because there are plenty of like, there was a time that I had to be like, I don't, I don't want to be in this sponsorship anymore, because I feel like all I'm doing is just posting hashtags. And Mm -hmm. just, you know, um, and I feel like you say that you, you care about me, but you don't, you don't pay me. You don't support me in that way. There's always, you know, restrictions on what you're on the support that you give me and things like that. So, you know, certain things. So I, I, I think what the biggest thing is creating self advocates, like how do you become an advocate for yourself? yourself. And it's not about, I ain't going to do that. Like, it's not, it's not about that. It's (laughs) about what are you willing to do? And when is it going to become like a, like a, the, like, there's no, there's no, um, ROI, you know, like there's a, what's the different, what's the opposite the re- of ROI? Like re- where it's like, I don't know.
0: Uh, Cause like <laughs> RI's return on investment. Um, yeah.
2: And then there's, um, you know, where it's like the, you do it and it's actually a detriment instead. I forgot, the but there's like
0: a phrase that you like, could say, but yeah,
2: like you do, you do something and it just actually turns you in the other way. So, yeah.
0: You gonna, um, obviously I don't think you're going to not train during all this time, right? You're going to keep training
2: yeah Yeah. I mean it's been hard I just you sure. know like, I haven't Ooh, had a love for it in a long time okay um because i I have my own like I feel like I have to prove something like if I could go back as like a blue belt like feel mm-hmm. great but you know stepping away and then getting on the mat and being like yo do you know this like double twister skydive move and'm like,
1: <laughs> like no. never
2: heard of it never in my life. Uh... and they're like aren't you a black belt like yeah so yeah, yeah.
0: that <laughs> is the other perception too is like yeah people and now with and we talk about it on the show many times is you know the social media um tidal wave that has come with instagram and facebook and and everything to where it's and youtube obviously where it's like hey go watch this go watch this go watch this go watch this and it's like the next thing you know it's a move that and you're like did the guy disappear or something like this? Right. Like is a magic, right. like, I don't right. even know. What, what is that? You know, like, yeah. I
2: feel, I feel behind, you know, but, um, Well, don't think yeah. you're
0: behind. I mean, you've put in the time and it's not like it wouldn't come back to you after being there for yeah. a little bit. And even so, like you, you set forth the stones. You were trained by legends. Let's be honest, You were trained by and legends.
3: You didn't need that stuff then. You don't need it now. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know?
2: yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Screw you know? your crab rides. Yeah. yeah. Dude, <laughs> I I dated the Barambolo guy for a, yeah. a long time. And every once in a while he would begrudgingly use me as a um training partner or a drilling partner. Mm-hmm. And I would just drill the same thing. And so I, I can drill a bolo like nobody's business.
3: For sure. Ask yeah. me to
2: do it in a role.
3: Can't do <laughs> not it. Not happening. I
2: can't do it. I just it's just not me. I can't yeah. do it.
1: Say yeah. no. Sure.
2: Say no. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'll just stick to what I'm what I'm good at. I'll need to slice yeah. the shit out of you. Good. Um
1: yeah. But- yeah,
3: I mean, and that's what Terry said with Instagram reels, and we have, you know, some new white belts in it. Like, hey, when are we gonna learn this? I'm like, you can't pass guard yet. Yeah. Like, Don't worry about it. I mean, I you was know? that
1: guy
2: too. You yeah. know, I had a friend that was like, sure. nope, you're going to, you're going to do a drill right now where you're going to stand up in my closed guard and you're going to break it open. You're going to do that a hundred times because yeah. you want to do the X card and you want to do this and you want to do that. And I'm like, bro, my first guard was spider guard. It was sick.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like it was sick. Like I still feel cool. I still yeah. wow people because of like my flexibility and whatnot, sure. um, and my control, my ability to be like, where did that foot come from? I don't know. Just, just That's gets me. there, right? Yeah. So you get, you also have to play to your strengths. But, yeah, um,
0: for sure. Oh yeah, jiu-jitsu very much. Of I learned quickly is like play to your strengths, man. Like work. Obviously, y'all want to get better, and I never complain about a move that I'm learning, even though I go, crap i really suck at this one. Like I'm not that flexible yeah. when I can't do that, but it's okay. Like I'm still going to do it.
3: Yeah. I always mm-hmm. use that example of, you know, people will, instructors will tell God, don't be so big. Don't be strong. Right. But I'm not going to not be flexible. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's right. a difference. Sure. Between it's going to go like,
2: that way. I can't stop it.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between being a meathead and being strong or whatever, sure, sure. but.
1: Yeah.
2: What well, you're if you're using. using strength in place of other things. Yeah. 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 yeah Usually it's when they're put under pressure. Like, For sure. How do you react when you're put up, put under pressure? Do you uh, like, hulk out? <laughs> like hulk out or right. do you, or do you sit there and think like you start with your frames you're like, all right, let's not make this worse than what it is. All right. Yeah. Let me give right. myself some time to think. And then, okay, you're thinking, you're like, what is the best way to get out of this? You know, <clears throat> yeah. And part of it is actually having, having a coach watch you roll and coach you there. It's there's like, there's reflection. On Mm -hmm. action, reflection in action, um, and reflection for action. So, reflection in action is hey, hey, just put your foot right here. Boom, you got it. Keep going, right? Just that, like, let's make that small connection while you're doing it. Or the reflection on action, where it's like, all right, we just finished rolling and now I'm going to give you some feedback and say, when we were in this position, I feel like you could have done this and it would have made it way easier. And -hmm. then there's reflection for action, which is All right, moving forward, every time you do this, try to make sure that you don't let them do this.
1: Right. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: Those different aspects. I learn best when it's reflection in action because I'm doing it. And like, maybe I need to also do the reflection on action. We need to go over it after. But in the moment of me doing something, as I'm like, all right, what do I do? What do I do? And you're like, just uh, move your hip out a little bit. I'm yeah. like, Wait back in the game. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. And that's how I feel is like the best way to teach someone without being like, I know you're going to submit me right now. So I'm just going to talk you through it and pretend like I'm yeah. letting you get this because sure. my egos hurt. Um. Or just those avoidance of like, I'm not going to teach you anything. Like you got to learn the hard way. Um. There's a lot of different mentalities and I'm very picky about who I who I partner with because mm-hmm. I'm very awkward. Um, I actually – there's a kid at Dynamics Martial Arts that I train at um, when I do train. But we were doing some wrestling, and, and he he's a child actor too. So he's oh, just nice. like wise beyond his years just from being on sets and stuff. Sure. Right. Um, and he's like 10. No, I think he was like <laughs> 12 at the time, right? Like my size – so we we watching the technique. We come back, and I just start rambling about something as like I am doing the move, and he just looks at me and he goes, "You just like talk a lot when you get anxious, don't you?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes." <You're> like, <laughs> this is like crab. a freaking like twelve year old. Like, oh, like whoa, <laughs> dude, chill. Um, and I am like, that's it. I fawn. There is there is freeze. There's sure. a fight or flight, freeze or fawn. Yes. And I'm a, I'm a fawner. I'm like, so what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I need that ability to feel like I'm not like I that. Per, again, that perceived of like, oh, no, they hate me. Oh, no, I'm not a good training partner. Oh, no. Right. Like, I don't want to have all of those thoughts going through my head. I want to feel like this person knows that I talk. They can tell me when to shut up and I respect it. Um, they, they, they don't mind me correcting them and I w- and I don't mind them correcting me. That's the kind of partner that I'm looking for. Sure. So when I, you know, when I'm like paired up and then all of a sudden, like, hey, you, hey, Aaron, can you, can you go with Bob? I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know that guy.
0: Like, (laughs) you're like, I don't want to go with Bob. Maybe we'll be best
2: friends. But (laughs) Like, today's not the day, Bob. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't want
0: a new best friend today, Bob.
2: Yeah. Like, I'm not willing to meet new people. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. but that's a whole nother
1: personal <laughs> issue, I guess. Yeah. But, no, but it's yeah. in the
0: perspective of what you're going towards and you know, what you want to do. And and I think it's awesome. I mean, good on you, Aaron, like you found something that you have a passion for and that you Absolutely. love and that it can yeah. help a billion people, a out bunch there of people. And, yeah. Um, because we need it and it needs to be done and it needs to just be, you know, it needs to be in the front, as we said earlier in the show, you know, and, um, you know that's why I wanted to know if you're going to still, you know, get back on a mat and train. I wasn't going to yeah, ask you course. if you're going to compete a- anymore. I figured you were probably like, I'm I'm done with that. I I moved on and this is what what my new thing's going to be. But I want you to still get on the mat just because I think you're really good at of
1: jiu-jitsu. Course. It's a lifelong <laughs> endeavor. <laughs>
2: right. um, yeah. I don't have any, I don't have mat goals. Let's just say that. And that's I don't good. Have a yeah. Mat goal.
0: And you don't have um, to, right, Chad? You don't have to have mat goals. Just, no,
1: no.
2: Yeah. But what I'm trying to do is I'm Especially trying if you're black to, poverty. I mean, <laughs> ugh, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but when
2: I, when I do my seminars, you know, because people still want to learn from me. of course. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) but like people will still want to learn from me, but then I'm like, well, I really want to teach these mental skills or I want to, I just want to educate people about these different views and help people with these tools. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but how do I do that without saying, take off your gi? We're actually just going to be writing notes now. I was gonna ask you, could it be
0: like something a sellable way of going, hey, this is like a two hour seminar with an hour of training or three hour seminar with an hour, two hours of training or hour and a half of training, and then we have an hour (laughs) and a half of discussion. Um and it's a discussion based off this. Um discussion
2: is important. If you don't
0: if you're a competitor, I very highly recommend you staying for this part of the seminar. And if not, then then you're free to go. And if you don't want to be but if you're interested, you know, just trying to think outside the box to go hey. Maybe there's something there. Maybe there's a niche there where that's future sellable to where yeah people are like hey we're bringing Erin in and she's going to teach an hour and a half of jujitsu technique and then we're going to hang out man and we're going to talk about this or she's going to give a presentation on you know I'm going to screw it up because I'm not doing what you're doing (laughs) so if I'm going to give
2: it a try right what am I teaching what am I oh
0: yeah see that's like. Perception of stress and perception yeah. of, of things—you look at it. Like Aaron's going to teach a perception yeah. of stress and how you handle stress, and the perception of what you feel on yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: and so and that could be the part of it. And it's like, hey, we're all going to hang out in the gym, and it just is. Either people are going to like it or they're not <clears> going to <throat> like it. But I I have a feeling that there's going to be people interested in it because it's not something anyone's ever done. It's the same yeah. thing as going, hey, let's put techniques on YouTube. Let's put it on there, like it's Mm -hmm. like we do this all organically with the show and people are like oh how you guys doing is the show doing really good i'm like yeah the numbers are really good but we're not like we're not toting that out stressing about it we're not stressing about it like it's like we organically let it build like we're not asking people we will ask people hey man like share a show come check us out on youtube but we're not like hey we're gonna go buy followers or we're gonna do this or do that it's just like no this is chad and terry we have a podcast and what we what you see and how we talk this is how we are every day. Like we are no different than this.
1: Like we, this is how we
0: are, you know? Um, So I think that would be good. Go ahead, Chad.
3: I was just going to say where you you were saying, like if she would split up a a class and teach, I think it might be more important for hobbyists too on that stress and mental part. Competitors, yes, you're going to find some, but a lot of them might not pressure. They have more pressure. But hobbyists
2: still put pressure on themselves. They they
1: do because,
3: you know, we have some tournaments coming up and we're, you know, I wouldn't say we're a highly competitive school. If people want to compete, they can compete. And I support that and we get ready for it. Right. But like I have some white belts that want to compete for the first time and they're like, you think I'm ready? Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't, you know, and I'll be honest, I would not put somebody out there that I don't think is ready to. Because you know, especially at White Belt, it's a scrap, right? It's yeah. You're going to get after f- it. It's a fight. It's a, it's like a no other thing fight. is
2: a fight. Yeah.
3: Yes. But yeah. their biggest thing, and I hear it all the time from hobbyists, people that are dentists and whatever, I don't want to embarrass the school. I don't want to embarrass you as my coach.
1: Yeah.
3: And and I always say like, you're not, the only way you would embarrass me is if you act like a fool on the mat. Like if you get beat, mm-hmm. punch the mat. Right. Us, don't be a dick. Don't be a yeah. dick. That will right. embarrass the school. Yeah. And I was going to say this earlier, we got off topic, but I had a friend that moved to another state, competed a lot and, you know, they would lose, they lost a lot and they would call me and just all upset, you know, about, I put all this time in and what should I do? And they were a hobbyist at yep. best too, but they were competing at some IBJJF tournaments. Yep. And, you know, and I'll share this. I, I still have the screenshot that I put on Facebook and I'll share it with my people every now and again is we can't base our jujitsu on wins and losses, right? Yep that's the biggest thing. Like I've 18 years of jujitsu. I competed a little bit, not a lot. I've won one match my whole jujitsu career. And I used to think that may meant I sucked at jujitsu. I can see
2: why you would think that based on our culture, how it is. Right.
3: Especially, you know, I came up in the, you know, 2004 was my first year. Um, it was a little different then, um, a little bit, a little bit. And you know, I was, I was 15. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think we we get so in our own heads about embarrassing ourselves it's or shame. Your, extra, your shame, right? And like, because
0: yeah, society has put thing. that tag on everybody, and right? Well, yeah. so there's it, a whole
2: vulnerability equals right. shame, but vulnerability actually <clears throat> equals courage,
0: right? Right, exactly. Yeah. It's just not perceived that way by the yeah. mass people, which it should yeah. be. And, it and, should be, yeah, it should be.
2: Like when someone says like, Hey, I've never competed before and I'm really nervous, but I really want to. The first thing you should say is like, fuck. Yeah. Good on you. That's awesome. That's awesome. That you are willing to put yourself out there and put your skills on the line because you don't know what's going to happen. That's another thing is like, you can't control. I cannot control. Like there was this one quote that I have like in one of my textbooks. And then I've sort of like just made it my own, but the one word was orchestrate. So like you can only influence your opponent. You cannot orchestrate. And so we talk about how like jujitsu is to control and subdue people and submit mm-hmm. people. So if you're not doing those things, you're not doing jujitsu right. But you cannot control another person's actions they are not your puppet. You are not orchestrating what they're doing. It's not a dance routine. It's not a choreographed plan. You have you have to have a plan, but you got to have multiple contingencies. And that's mm-hmm. what makes it so difficult is that every time you make a choice, there are 10 other choices to make. Yeah. And you have to make those choices so fast before that other person does to capitalize. Like, that's what a fight is. You can't control the ref.
1: Yeah. You cannot right. control the ref. Right.
2: You cannot say that every single ref is going to follow the rule set to a T because it's still so subjective. Yeah. And we've all been screwed up by the refs. Like that's what happens. Right. Um, whether it's a decision or it's some call that they make that like many people on the outside saw that don't, a- don't agree with it. Um, but the call was made and that's what we go by. Mm-hmm. They're human.
1: Yep. Refs yeah. are human. I, well, we know? just
2: had
0: this conversation with my nine-year-old last weekend yep. Saturday. It's hard
2: to admit, though, and it's hard. And then they say, "Well, don't leave it in the judges." It's like, right. <laughs> if only it was that easy. Right. Like, right I'll just exactly. Okay, you're right. You're. I should have submitted him. You're right. I'll do that next time.
1: <laughs> that's not the whole fucking
2: goal, like, right? Like, I don't want to be in there longer than I have to. Like, I right. would much rather submit and get out of there before I right. get tired. In and out right. Before, like, right. let's get let's get this out of the way, buddy. I got three more matches.
1: Sure. Yeah, um. Sure.
2: So to this this illusion of control. And also, responsibility it's not your responsibility and it's not your fault. Like, could you have done better? Yeah, we could always do better. That's For not sure. the point, you know. And it's like, so let's count your wins because you didn't win the thing that you wanted. But if you put all your eggs in that basket, you're going to be really disappointed. You're yeah, going to be yeah. very, very disappointed. Um, going okay. back to the, the seminars, is activities that's what I want to do. So, oh, nice. A, okay, a lot of things is like. Let's, let me teach you about it and let's try it. Like, sure. so Preet Mickelson yeah. does uh, seminars where he teaches about a concept, like a position, right? Mm-hmm. And he only teaches you a little bit about it each time. So you start off with just being like on your side and it's like, okay, this is what I want the top person to do. And this is what I want the bottom person to do. And this is all your goal is just do that. And you're like, okay, I could do that. And then he keeps on adding it. And then it's like, but you, you have to tr- try it on. My mom always says, if you're searching for clothes, even if it looks really ugly, you just got to try it on. You got to try it on. You don't know till you try it on. So that's what I'm about. I'm trying it like the trial and error. So when, when I talk about self-regulation or arousal, well, okay, well then you've got to figure out from one to nine, which is like comatose versus like anxious and frenzied. Where's your ideal number? Where are you at now? And where do you want to be? So maybe it means we talk about it. We say, okay, one to two is like really sluggish. Um, you know, eight and nine is like, uh, I got to go, I got to go. Um, and somewhere in between. Some people, it's going to be a five and a six. They need to be a little bit height. Other people, they're like, nah, dude, I'm chill. It could be a three or a four. But you don't know it until you're going through it and you can identify it. If yeah. I if I can't yeah. tell you what a four is, if I can't tell you what a two is in in, in me, then I don't know where I need to be. It's just, right. and that's kind of when people say, all right, guys, we're going to go 72%. We're going to go 72%. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. I don't know what my 72% yeah. is. Right. What yeah. does that mean? Right. Like, does that mean like my, like my breathing, like my heart rate's not going to go up? Like only this to like 72%. Well, what's my hundred percent. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever gone my hundred percent. I don't know if I've ever gone 10%. So these like numbers, you've actually got to try them out. You got to work on them. So maybe it means you know, we go into groups and I say, okay, we're gonna do a little bit of shark tank, right? And I want you guys to try a nine, go at nine, see what happens, become white belts again, Don't <laughs> go back to like, live, but live or die by this move or this grip sure. and, yeah. and give each other bruises because you're gripping each other so hard through the geese. Um yeah. Now let's do a one, everybody moves like a sloth, right? Let's try that. All right, cool. And then let's see in the middle. And then we work. Or it just means that you know, you go to practice, you don't tell anyone what you're doing, but in between roles, you give yourself a number and that's measuring your anxiety. That's measuring your arousal or it's measuring your, your toughness or your confidence or so that we can make it measurable because you cannot change something where you, if you don't know where it's at. So that's kind sure. of what sports psychology yeah. is. It's about yeah. being able to take these qualities and measuring them and then using science evidence-based techniques that either improve or decrease or whatever, whatever you're trying to manipulate, this has been proven by science in these peer-reviewed journals that says this is what works. Diaphragmatic breathing works, you know, to slow it down. Um, hype breathing or um, imagining um, a very exciting place or a calming place. And then I can't be like, hey, go imagine a beach. And it's like, you're just afraid of like sharks
1: or or you're
2: like me and you live in la your entire life but you hate the sand because every time you leave the beach it's just all over you you just can't get it off um that's not that's not relaxing for me so i can't be like all right guys we're on a beach and you're so relaxed and i'm like god i hate it here
1: i hate it Ah, god i'm so itchy um
2: so yeah it's all it's all about what works for you, and I have to give you kind of like the, the tool and what you need to do, sure. but I can't do it for you. Yeah. Like I can't. Yeah, I
0: can't there's got to be a lot you. of self involvement.
2: Yeah. So it's collaboration. Yeah. And so I'm like, how do I market that? How do I tell people what it is? Like, yeah, I could just be like that dark horse that says, if you trust me, let me do this. And I know a lot of people that have already said, yes, you could do a seminar at my gym. Um, but I want to be able to say, like, because that's the thing all about ethics is. Is saying this is what we're going to do. This is what you can expect from me, and this is what you can expect from our session, and this is what you're going to get out of it. Are you ready? Are you get, are you in? You know, do I kind of like do I have your consent? Are you like are you willing to do these things? Yeah. Um, and I can let people decide for themselves whether they're willing to do that work beforehand before they show up or they're not. Um,
1: sure.
2: That's the thing. You got to have someone willing to do the work, right? it's not like i'm just giving away like these secrets you know like tomorrow (laughs) you're gonna like you mean tomorrow
0: i'm not gonna wake up and everything's gonna be like
2: shallow how you know
1: (laughs) shallow how
2: wants a gal (laughs) you know and he's like you ruined it man i have the perfect woman
1: um that's That's what
2: i I, there's no like it's not hypnotized you know like stuff
0: you know one thing that we found out uh, about aaron chad this whole what's that we know what kind of movie genre she likes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Really
2: bad comedies. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like Deuce Bigelow. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have
2: horrible taste in movies, but like I I feel like I'm like the actual like millennial. Like I'm just very, very millennial. Um that that was actually reassuring when I started because like I'm a big memer. I, like, I love memes. Okay. Um I've loved memes since the since there ever was, was a, say meme. They were
0: a meme. I mean, yeah.
2: I just I love I really love memes. And I feel like that's one of the best ways to connect to someone. And I drop memes into my friend's inboxes every day. And we have this oh, nice. mutual thing where we just constantly are sending memes to each other. And then maybe it starts a, a conversation. Are these maybe comedy memes? Are, or are they just
0: in general? like
2: Usually dark curiosity? humor. Because okay. um, I was humor, thinking you could use like satire.
0: memes for your soon to be business, but now I I don't know.
2: um, (laughs) I made it one meme that one time that I put up on my, on my page. And it was like this guy that was like, out. you can tell it's at a club. And this guy is like talking to this girl's ear and her face is just like, and it's like, Oh, you're a black belt. I bet you could kick my ass. (laughs) And it just, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I really, um, it's not my, it's weird. Like I can't, I can't make one and like, make it make sense but I know what a good one is. And I'm really, really good at like sending a very specific meme to a specific person. Yeah. And that that's how I know that like, I can really understand people because I i listen to what they say. So we could be talking about too. dolphins and I'll send and I'll see a meme on a dolphin tomorrow. And I'll start <clears> to you guys, you know, because it'll just be like, Oh my God, <laughs> you get it? Like inside <laughs> right. joke. Sure. There's, there's, this will be good right? for your
0: clients. You know that yeah. then. Because if you build oh that my god, I with your start that. with your clients, you could do that, and that's another yeah. thing. Like it doesn't have to be for other other people, but you have your that's another niche that you could do. Right?
2: Do you know how many people have been yeah. like, "Oh my god, I needed this right now"?
3: Yeah. See, and I'm like, like, I yeah. Knew. That's you find that's out that's what what people's humor is, and you find out a lot about them, don't you? Yes. You, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah.
2: yeah, driving and humor,
3: driving and humor.
2: <laughs> what you joke about <laughs> and how you drive—it's yeah. like that's how you could figure out about people. Uh, yeah. yeah. Man, awesome. Two hours. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have we so much yes. content, guys. Yes. Thank
1: yeah. you so you much. Do.
0: No, that's awesome. <laughs> well, hey, Aaron. Yeah, we got you for two hours. Um, it's awesome stuff. We can't thank you enough for being on the show. Yeah. Do this. Shout out everything on how to get to you. Anything you want. Um, and I always make sure everything's in the show notes so they can click on it and so on and so forth. So any sponsors or whatever I know we earlier about sponsors, but have at it. Go ahead.
2: Fuck sponsors. Um, Aaron (laughs) Hurley is my Instagram. That's it. Um, I'm working on my website. My website is currently something that's super outdated. It's like about public speaking, writing and teaching gigs. And I'm like, no, none of that anymore. Um, But I'm gonna use this podcast. I'm gonna to listen to it and I'm gonna write my website based on all these things because it sounds like I figured out some of the things that I'm trying yeah. to convey. Good. Awesome. Um and once that's done, it's just aaronhurley.com. Um otherwise, my nonprofits, Myth the Stigma, we have a Instagram and we have stories. So people send in their their stories of how Jiu Jitsu has helped them with their mental health, um, which is just vulnerability and creates a community and just mm-hmm. make sure that you feel like you're not alone. Um, And also smithastigma.org is our our website. We sell patches and shirts. And um, we have also a course called the Mental Health Conscious Academy, where we have instructors that come on and we do a whole Zoom session once a month where we teach about, you know, the warning signs of stress and certain mental illnesses and just how to talk to someone about it and how to approach someone in a non judgmental way to make them feel like they're safe and that their needs are met.
0: Awesome. But, yeah. super cool. Well, again, thank you, young lady. I,
2: thank you guys. You Please guys help keep a doing lot.
0: everything you're doing. <laughs> and oh, yeah. uh if you can't stop, you,
2: won't stop, buddy. Yeah,
0: good. If you need anything, reach out or whatever. It's like, hey, I wrote this book or I did this or I'm about to drop the business and I want to promote it. Yes. Hey, holler. I'm sure yeah. we can we can talk more information as For always. Sure. This is very much what we wanted to do with this show when we first started it is bring people, you know, obviously together networking, but give a platform to information yes. that that to get it out there. So thank you for everything. Appreciate it. This is awesome.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was great.
0: All right. Well, everyone out there until uh, next week, Chad, you got anything? Nothing. Nope. Nothing. All right. All right. We'll see you guys. Thank you. Thanks Aaron.
1: Yep. Yep. Thanks Aaron. Bye.